0: This dopey, dopey podcast is coming in your ear With heroin and ketamine, sobriety and beer Dave and that other guy, you know, the hot one everybody wants to fuck Just thought I'd throw in a visual for the listeners Now you know, good luck So pull up a chair, start the car, let's get on the road, hey let's go, the Dopey Podcast is starting up, welcome
1: to the show.
2: This episode of Dopey is brought to you by our very good friends at Oro Recovery. They're located in sunny Southern California, in Malibu, and somewhere in western Los Angeles. They were created by Bob Forrest and his friends, Evan, Jared, and Bob. Their mission, a simple and beautiful one to treat alcoholism and drug addiction with connection and compassion rather than control. Their staff has decades of experience in treating co-occurring mental health disorders, including severe mental illness. They have amazing amenities, sound bath meditation, yoga, the potentially spiritually transformative sweat lodge. They make sure your detox is cushy as possible. If you're fucked and you're willing to go to sunny Southern California to get better, I highly suggest going to Oro. Everybody has just amazing things to say. Check them out at ororecovery.com. This episode of Dopey is also brought to you by my very good friends at Sober Buddy. Sober Buddy, I'm part of the Sober Buddy team, so I feel very good in vouching for them. They are an app that helps you stay sober. They are a platform that connects you with other people trying to get or to stay sober, and they are a community that, And a world of Zooms where addicts and alcoholics get together 11 or 12 times a week in order to support each other on their journey into and around sobriety and recovery. I host a Zoom every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And our meeting is awesome. It's fucking amazing. So fun. So much hope. So many good people supporting each other. There's a 30-day free Sober Buddy trial, so you do not have to spend a dime. And it's, it's, it's well worth the money if you do sign up. I think it's $12 a month. It's like two fucking Frappuccinos. So check them out at YourSoberBuddy.com. They are also available on the Google Play Store or the App Store. This episode of Dopey is also brought to you by our very good friends at Evolution Accounting and Consulting. If you're looking for an accounting or consulting firm to help you with taxes or bookkeeping or payroll, almost any business need you could have, Evolution Accounting and Consulting is the place for you. Their passion allows you to pursue yours because they understand the stress caused by worrying about accounting issues. They want you to be a creative entrepreneur. They use technology to allow you to have freedom in your world. Check them out at evolution-accounting.com. Remember, the owner of Evolution Accounting is a fucking crackhead, so he understands the success as well as the struggle. He is in long-term recovery. Check them out at www.evolution-accounting.com and use the promo code DOPEY. And welcome to Dopey, the podcast on drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. My name is Dave. It is a very, very special Christmas Dopey Day episode. We are celebrating Chris on Dopey again. When August 16th comes around, we celebrate Chris. And before we get into our remembrance of Chris, I want to say... We lost somebody this week. Another person in the Dopey Nation it was a young woman. Her name was Lexi. I don't want to give her a full name. She was at our first DopeyCon. She died, 28 years old. Her and I had been in touch. Rest in peace, Lexi. You know she was she was a very 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 nice person, a beautiful young woman, and she's gone too soon. So everybody, take a moment for Lexi. Also, we lost Robbie Robertson this week of the band. Fucking, I spent so many hours, days listening to Robbie Robertson and the band. Love the band. The band is probably the most underrated junkie band in the history of bands. And Robbie Robertson was not a heroin addict, but Levon Helm, Rick Danko, uh, What's-His-Face, Richard Manuel was a horrible alcoholic, so uh, and Robbie was a horrible cokehead. He they did a movie. Martin Scorsese did a a final concert movie of the band called The Last Waltz, and Robbie Robertson famously, I think they had to like do some kind of animation to uh, get the coke rock out of his nose in that movie. Robbie gets all the credit in writing the band's songs, which is of course like The Weight. The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, fucking, um, what's the other band song that's so big? Oh, Up on Cripple Creek. But Levon Helm, the lead singer, one of the th- lead singers and drummer, always had a, a bone to pick with Robbie. And I was always more of a Levon fan, but uh, Levon died years ago. Rest in peace, Robbie Robertson. If you never listen to the band and you're out there, check them out. It's like so much good music. They were also Bob Dylan's backing band and they were all over the basement tapes and it's just really, really beautiful music. And they also kind of represented an old-timey American thing. And they call this music Americana now and I really think uh, it all went back to the band. I used to uh, listen to the band's Brown album just over and over on record when I lived on 24th Street. I would listen as I waited for the drug dealer to come to my house and then I would listen as I did heroin. That was my thing. I loved the band. It made me feel very much at home. And uh the only member of the band that's still alive is Garth Hudson. And I maybe I'm talking about the band too much, but I love them. If you've never heard the band, go listen to the band, the band. Change your life. But those are deaths. I want to give some some congratulations. I want to congratulate uh the head of the toodles for chris scholarship movement justin cambria on 14 years of recovery this week oh that's not the buzz all right so congratulations justin and if anybody all right enough, enough, enough with that uh and if anybody out there has gotten a dopey scholarship it was because of justin so one more time congratulations justin and in other news, I celebrate eight years uh, this week on the 13th. And also, which I'm very excited about, you know, it's fucking very exciting. My life is uh, only good because of uh, my recovery. So thank you. And and how did I do it? I go to fucking meetings. I make this podcast. I talk to people. I pray. I meditate. I um I mean, I think that's the greatest thing that I ever heard. There was a checklist. You know, if you don't want to relapse, do you go to meetings? Do you have a sponsor? Did you work the steps? Are you praying? Are you meditating? Are you talking to three addicts and alcoholics every day? And if you hate meetings and 12-step, just find some replacement shit. If you're worried about relapsing, if you're doing all those things, it's very, very hard to fuck it up. I'm just going to say that. I want to give a major shout-out to Claire, our new associate producer slash head of interns. She has come up with an idea. We're doing Dopey Day on August 16th. If you don't know what Dopey Day is, on Dopey Day, we honor Chris by putting the Dopey logo over our eyes on social media. Claire has this idea that we are going to have a contest. Whoever can get their most amount of friends to put a Dopey logo Over their eyes on August 16th will get a dopey hoodie and maybe a dopey beanie and dopey socks. Maybe some of those things or all of them. You will get a prize, serious dopey merch if you do that. I also want to give a major shout-out to dopey intern Sydney who put together the Dopey Day deck. I want to give a shout-out to the Dopey Street team. If you're interested in dopey street teaming, reach out. Now is the time also, what the fuck? We'll give a shout-out to Wick. We'll give a shout-out to Ed. We'll give a shout-out to Lizanne. We'll give a shout-out to Suki. The Dopey Street team is in effect. If I didn't give you a shout-out, how many shout-outs can anybody really give, right? It's too many. Too many shout-outs. And let's give a shout-out to Fentanyl J, who's out there somewhere. J is off the fucking reservation, but he'll be back soon enough. I also want to give another shout-out. It's too many fucking shout-outs. To Dopey Reddit. Dopey Reddit has just crossed into the 3,000-member world. So let's congratulate Dopey Reddit. Still nobody comments on anything, but I want to thank Cormac. Give him a major shout-out, too. DopeyCon is happening. We, Me and Howie were just at the location scouting out DopeyCon. It's happening October 7th. Join Patreon if you want to get um, the preview tickets. I think we only have 220 tickets And there's already, you know, almost 500 patrons. So join Patreon if you're worried about the tickets going out of uh, print or selling out or whatever you want to call it. And join Patreon anyway if you're a Dopey fan. We have an exciting show in honor of Chris. So I want to read this email. This is an email kind of honoring Chris. Here we go. He says, Hey Dave, I started listening to Dopey over a year ago and replayed the first 143 episodes over and over again until recently. Every time I got close to the Remembering Chris episode, I relapsed and started over again. That's deep. I think because subconsciously I couldn't get through my own feelings of relapse and death. I even had a manic episode roughly 73 days ago where I hallucinated you and Chris coming to my apartment and helping me cross over from life to death. Ha ha. I legit had a manic episode induced by benzo withdrawal and taking the wrong antipsychotic. My doctor ironically prescribed me to get through detox. Now I'm coming up on my 90-day chip and feel more alone than I've ever felt. My wife is very passively supportive but thinks it's my problem, so I should do what I need to do and just get over it. Being an ex-heroin and benzo fiend, I find myself wishing those two drugs were still readily available on the streets. However, the only drugs around these days are research chemi- chemicals and bootleg fentanyl, which is not the same as prescription fent. I'm scared of dying, yet I almost welcome it. This is sad. The only relief I get is listening to old episodes of Dopey before I go to bed. I feel envious of Chris and Todd. They're heroic legends of the Dopey Nation and will live on in the minds of thousands. I, however, will only be remembered by few as someone who couldn't get their shit together and squandered my opportunity to make anything of my life worth talking about. Anyways, I'm so proud of you, man. You've gone from junkie to hope dealer, Jesus, and your impact is insurmountable. I know you have lots of people ask, but if allo takes scholarships, could you put in a good word? I just can't seem to get it together, and maybe treatment would help a homeless addict like me. Thanks for reading. If you've made it this far, haha, Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. Listen, this, uh, I, don't, I hope I wrote back to you. I don't even know if I did. I have to find this email and write back to you again. But if you're listening, first of all, you get free Dopey socks. So congratulations. And secondly, if you really need to go to treatment, write me again and we will give you the survey. Justin, uh, the head of the Tootles for Chris Foundation or the Tootles for Chris Scholarship Fund, set it up so that you fill out this survey and we can get you someplace. So if anybody needs to go to treatment, write us and we will write you back with the, um, the scholarship questionnaire. I am not a hope dealer. I am just a humble podcaster. Do not be envious of Chris and Todd. They are gone. You can do whatever you want. Um, Just put some fucking effort in, man Put some effort in Write me again Thank you for the email I love hearing from Dopey Nation people And uh, we got a few people to send in some Christmas Dopey Day messages I'm going to play some now
0: Yo, Dopey Nation On this Christmas, I just want to give a shout out To Dave and Chris for creating this show that we all love so much It's um, really helped me in my recovery And it's honestly been my only friend at times I'm extremely grateful to uh, Dave and Chris for the stories they've shared and for being so open and raw from the very beginning. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking doodles for Chris.
3: Hello, this is Nicole. I wanted to say happy Dopey Day to everyone in the nation. The Dopey Nation, that is. Um, I think the biggest thing that um, Dopey has done to impact my life has taught me about harm reduction um, by allowing me access to like a lot of different people that got recovery in different ways, I think it was really important for me to like learn other ways that people could get recovery and know that, you know, there was not one sure way to do it. Um I have a secret. I still listen to like the really old episodes of Dopey um before Chris died. Um, I think there's a part of me that's just pretending like if I take a really long time, maybe nothing bad will happen, even though we know what happens. Um, yeah, but I have listened to some of the newer episodes, and I love what I'm hearing. I'm really grateful you kept the podcast going, and I'm grateful every day for the impact the Dopey Nation has on my, my daily internet um, consumption. <laughs> I love y'all. Um, thank you. Bye.
4: This is Margaret in LA. My clean and sober date is ten seventeen eighty nine. My first dopey zoom was on Christmas day or dopey day in 2020. Colleen MC was the host and she welcomed me in her dainty voice saying, hi, Margaret. I saw all these awesome faces. We remembered Chris, and I found my people. I've been to countless Dopey Zooms since, and my recovery is forever enhanced because of Chris, Dave, and the Dopey Nation. Happy Dopey Day, Dopes!
2: I love hearing from all the dopes in the doposphere, and I, I love hearing Margaret mention Colleen MC. We lost her just before DopeyCon 2. The Dopey Day celebration is in honor of Chris, but it's also in honor of Colleen. It's in honor of everybody that died. So definitely throw the Dopey logo over your eyes on August 16th. Um, It's a rich tradition. It's a folk holiday around hope, but also obviously around loss because we've all lost so many people. And one thing I know, it's that when I talk about my problems and my depression and misery... It gets better, which is why this episode of Dopey is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever suffer from uncertainty? I know that I do. I am getting back into therapy because I need help with making decisions, with dealing with my feelings, with dealing with uncertainty. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. It sounds so good to me, so I'm getting back in. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcast today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash podcast. Get in there. Get some help. I'm right behind you. Making the Dopey Day Christmas show is always rewarding, and it's always excruciating because I wind up listening to a ton of Dopey and, uh, and I get reconnected to Chris and to The loss, but it's also really fun to go down memory lane. And every year we have two, you know, specifically commemorative shows for Chris. We do the show for July 24th, which was the day he died, and we do the Dopey Day Christmas show for August 16th. And it kind of sets up that these, these days between his death day and his birthday, which is a phrase I borrowed from a the Jerry Garcia days between his death day and his birthday. Anybody who's a dopey fan knows who Annie is. Annie was Chris's girlfriend. She found him when he died, and she famously came on the show on the 143rd episode to talk about finding him and to talk about how he died. And, and that episode is the the biggest, most downloaded dopey episode. That's the number one, and the number two is our first episode. And I always love to check in with Annie this time of year because I know how traumatic his death was for her and how important his birthday is for her. So here's Annie. All right. For a a real Christmas treat, we have back on the show the wonderful Annie. Welcome back, Annie.
4: Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dopey Nation.
2: And lots has changed since we've seen you last, right, Annie?
4: Yes. So a little bit of update. I'm living in California right now. I moved here about, I'd say about a month ago, living in Orange County, uh, right by the beach with the dogs, my husband, the baby who's growing. He's going to be eight months pretty soon. He's already crawling like crazy. Uh, What's
2: the baby's name? Adrian. Adrian. Why'd you name the baby Adrian?
4: Um, I really just like the name. Um, and I name him after my sister whose name is Adriana. Nice. So, um, that's basically, uh, why.
2: And you're in, you're in family bliss on the West coast. You're out of the Bronx and, um, we are celebrating what would have been Chris's 39th birthday with another Christmas. Oh my God. I know. He would have
4: been almost 40.
2: I know. I know, and I'm almost 50. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> How do you stay so young know, while the rest of us life. get so old?
4: Uh, it's just by genetics. Yeah. It's just, you know, I have some, some Italian, some Hispanic, some, a lot of mixes there. So that's why. I can't even say it's anything else.
2: Well, it's amazing. I, I, I wish I had some I, I used to be young. It was the heroin that kept me young. And then when I stopped doing heroin, all of a sudden <laughs> I just got really old, really fast. But you, told are, you sure
4: that, are you sure that it wasn't the years of using heroin that that made you old?
2: No, I was fucking super young until <laughs> I stopped using heroin. And then I got really old. Then the stress of everyone dying turned my hair and beard white. Got very and the second kid, <laughs> very stressful.
4: Yeah, kids would definitely make you old and the stress of people dying definitely does too.
2: Yeah, it doesn't help. But you've managed to you know, you've had people die and you've had kids and you still look young and and fantastic. Thank you. Thank I you. heard that you made the 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 strange decision to start listening to dopey after all these years.
4: I did. You know, it's been, well, it's been five years.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, time has flied. I really was too scared to listen to listen to Dopey before. But I felt, you know, this year on the anniversary, I felt that I was in a good place. And I was like, you know, I think it's time. So I started with episode 85. Don't ask me why I started with episode 85, but I think it was the perfect episode to start with.
2: What was episode 85?
4: Um, Episode 85, it's just like a very generic episode. There was a lot of banter between you and Chris. Uh, You were complaining about how bad the episode was going to be. Chris kept saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, But actually, the episode talks about, uh, you you do a lot of talking about Chris's dating life. Which I thought was perfect, because this was... I think back in 2016, this episode, when Chris and I had already met and the whole situation with my roommate had already happened. Um, and he was kind of like, you know, on, on a dating spree sort of thing where he was like going on a lot of dates and he was talking about his preferences. And it was like really funny because he, he at some point, I don't know if you remember this, he called himself a sapiosexual. Yeah, you remember that?
2: I don't remember what it meant though. What did it mean?
4: He couldn't really say exactly what it meant, but he did say that it's basically being attracted to intelligence.
5: Oh yes, yes, yes.
4: And then you joked about, you joked about, oh, if you end up with a doctor, so that's really funny, actually looking back. It's true because um, he did end up with a doctor.
2: It's true. It's true. That's so funny. And what what is it like just? Isn't it so weird how he's alive in there?
4: It's uh, it's weird, but it's beautiful. I mean, I loved listening to him, to his laugh, to how positive he was. It's like really funny because this, you know, I chose a career where the journey is very long. And in that episode, he did talk about, you know, making the journey that what's important is the journey and other destination. I feel like he had so much like, you know, in his young years, he was, what, 32 at the time?
2: Yeah. I think uh, 32 or th- in that year, I think he was 30. He might have been 31 in episode 85.
4: You no, know, he was 32. Okay. He was, he was 32 because you did talk about his age.
1: Okay.
4: He has so much wiseness, you know, like so much insight into a lot of things. So I really, I really did love listening to him. Uh, and I think I'm going to make it a, a regular thing. I can't promise it'll be every day, but every week I think I'll I'll tune into an episode to listen to him and you. I also listened to the episode where I, I I did a guest appearance and we talked about Mormonism.
2: Okay. And what did you get from that one?
4: Uh for from that one, well, I love listening to him and I talk about our our, our, our story of how we met and how you kept well, the whole Helga thing was like a very, very interesting time in Dopey Nation. And it was lovely to like listen to, to him tell the story, to me to tell the story. And to you, basically trying to egg us on and be like, oh, but are you sure you guys didn't get together just to F Helga? And I'm like, no, not really. But it was it was really fun time.
2: I remember that. I remember that hotel. I remember the whole thing. It's like... yeah. So it's, yeah. it's so crazy. You know, time is a crazy thing. Like things like that, like law. Lo- I mean, it's weird. It's, it, it's, you know, obviously half of our show is about loss at this point. And, uh, the, the difference between what it was like and what it's like now and, and, and the different lives that we have and that we shared that moment and that, you know, we had Chris yeah. and, um, it's very funny cause you and I were talking about it, uh, on the anniversary of his death like how annoying it was when he went so deep into his, uh, his recovery talk kind of like post post demise. But when you, but you're saying you're listening to him and his wisdom and you're like, fuck yeah. Like Chris, Chris had it together. So he's not annoying you at all. That's good.
4: He's not, you know, and I think, I think it's all about perspective. Um, Mm. I also listened to the, you know, the episode where we talked about him dying Mm. where we announced it. And, it's it's a huge contrast. I think grief, it's a personal process and you go through all these different stages. I think for a while, like you and I, we talked about this. We're both very angry at him, but I think that has passed. And at least for me, I can't speak for you, but that has passed. And I think I can look back at it and say, you know, he fought a good fight. This disease is real. It takes the best of us you know, and with it. And he might have, you know, he might have lost his life to it, but I can't discount all the good that he did and how hard he worked. And I want his legacy to be that if somebody as bad as him could get clean and could gain some wisdom, then there's, there's still hope for for everybody to get clean and to stay clean and to not... Really, you know, lose their
2: lives to this,, I think that's very, very beautiful and I, and I think I'm um, you know it's like sometimes it annoys me when random people or or even people that work in the field say, "Oh, I hate addiction i it's so I hate the disease, and you know like and it's like, well, how do you hate a disease, right? How does a disease make you angry and 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 then I've said how angry I was at Chris because of his decision, but obviously it's me hating the disease. It's me hating this affliction that possessed him. And it's me feeling pain and hurt that, uh, that he's gone, you know? And and I think what your, your point is so well said, like our show is his legacy, you know, me doing it is his legacy. Even if it's my legacy too, it's both of our legacy and, and all of the people out there That changed that Chris affected so many people with his bullshit, his wisdom, his his like chaotic humor, his sweetness, everything about him, you know, like affected people. And uh, and that's his legacy. And and obviously he lives. I mean, like that's the other thing. It's like when you're young and you haven't had people die and they talk about how they live on and you don't really understand it until they do. And he lives on in you and he lives on in me and he lives on in the show and he lives on in anybody he affected. I, I just heard from one of his old friends yeah. who had severe mental illness. We would call him Teflon Dave on the show and he was uh, really struggling. He loved Chris. He called Chris Okey, you know, for Okey doodles or whatever.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: And, and he was, you know, people are so affected by Chris. I hear from people every day who don't even know that he's gone, you know, who start at the beginning and they don't know he's gone. So, um, I think, I think what you said is really important. And I think, uh, his legacy is really important. And I think you being up, you, I mean like, dude, like the shit that you had to go through and I, I'm sorry to call you dude, but the shit that you had to go through is so is is so fucking horrible. I mean, You, I mean, you've said it a million times to me. It's the most traumatic thing that you'd ever experienced. Yeah. But you had to experience it. You know, you were the person that had to. So,
4: you know, I've thought about this a lot. And every year in the anniversary of his passing, I get to I get a gift of reevaluate my life. And there is definitely for anybody that has lost anyone important in their lives, there's always a before and an after. And the person that I was before Chris passed was a very different person. I think I was consumed by, you know, I I don't I don't have an addiction problem, but I think I've been very candid in the show about like my anxiety, and how like I've suffered from mental illness and I have very very severe anxiety. After Chris passed, there was a shift in the way I saw myself, in the way I saw the world, in the way I saw you know life. Life really is too short, even for those that live, you know, until they're ninety. And we spend so much time preoccupied by things that really don't matter. And I know it sounds like cliche. It sounds it sounds like a cliche, and it is a cliche, but it's true. I do think about the life that I have now, you know, and I I do think I'm I I have f- found true happiness not in spite of what happened but because of what happened. I think it changed my my values and it changed the way I looked at life and it allowed me to really redefine my existence and what I really wanted out of life. And I think that's why I have I I have the happiness that I have now because it's not something that is dependent on the exterior or on the outside or on you know what people think or material things but really on the relationships and the things I, I hold close to my heart and I really do owe that to him I say it all the time to myself and I don't think I've said it on the show but I've, I've talked about it with his family and the life that I have now I really owe to him and that is part of his legacy and I think I think he would he's, if he's, he's somewhere out there, if there is an afterlife, which I know he did believe in it. He's looking down and smiling.
2: Isn't it? I always know? found it funny. Yeah. I always found it funny that he believed in an afterlife. I always I always said to him, you, you don't believe in an afterlife. I would say that to him all the time. But I think he did. I think that's amazing what you just said, because like he affected me so much, too. Like my, I would not have the life I have right now without him. Yeah. And, I no. th- and does your does did your husband get jealous when you listen to him?
4: Um, he didn't say so, but I, I he probably did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: He probably did a little bit. I mean, you know, it's not a competition. No, but he can't help but, you know, be jealous of this amazing person I spent time with and years with that define me and changed me so much that, you know, in a way, even though it sounds morbid. The only reason why I'm with my husband is because this person passed. So I think it's it's normal to have those feelings, but I think he definitely probably did get a little jealous.
2: But that makes sense. There's there's a weird yeah, old Richard Dreyfus movie from the eighties, right? Yeah. Called Always, and Richard Dreyfus plays uh, a pilot who flies in, like, the Pacific Northwest putting out fires, right? And he, and he dies putting out a fire. And his girlfriend, uh, and he, but he, his ghost comes back, and his girlfriend falls in love with somebody else, you know? And, and how can he compete with the, the noble dead person kind of thing? I don't know why I brought that up. The movie's yeah. not that good. Do not watch always. But it reminds me, it, it, you know, your husband has to compete with St. Chris, everybody fucking like gives me shit that I'm not honoring Chris in the proper way. And Chris becomes a saint once he's gone. And he was obviously not a saint, Uh,
4: not a saint, not a saint at all.
2: No, he was flawed, which is why we loved him so much. And you wouldn't have And and this is going to be fucked up for me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your son looks a little like Chris to me. I know you see it, right? I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I yeah do. but your husband looks a little your husband looks like Chris if he had his shit together.
4: It's funny you say that, but he does. And that's something that I've actually brought up with Arden.
2: Oh yeah. Your husband looks like yeah, Chris. Yeah, like he, if I think
4: he, about it all the time.
2: If he didn't shoot Coke in one arm and heroin in the other, he would have looked like your husband.
4: Correct. Correct. So it's very well said and very true.
2: Wow, listen, Annie, I really, really, really love hearing from you. I you were incredible at DopeCon. How was that? How was the emotional experience of being at that, you know, living tribute to Chris, his legacy in our show?
4: I loved it. I loved it. I mean, Dopey has such a special place in my heart. I loved the. I I love coming on the show every time I do. But being there in person and seeing those faces and see everybody, it's just it was such an amazing experience. I loved it.
2: It's crazy. I'm planning
4: to come to the next.
2: You better come I'm going to the fly next. all
4: the way from California.
2: No, you have to come to the next the craziest thing that I don't really think about for myself or anybody but I'm just sort of thinking about it for you is that our audience went through it with you. They knew you, they heard I mean like how raw is that fucking episode with the two of us? It's just it's br- very it's, very it
4: gave me it gave me goosebumps.
2: Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, and and that world, that 200 and some odd people that were in that church that night at DopeyCon knew you and heard you in that moment and they were affected. And it's just it's it's very, very beautiful and very, very sad. But I'm so glad that you're doing so good. And I'm so glad that you have this loving family and this baby. And I'm, and I'm so glad I'm doing so well. And I know Chris would have wanted and I'm so glad Dopey's doing so good. And I know that Chris would have wanted all of these things, and I know he wishes he was a part of it still uh, alive. But this is how it is. Well,
4: that's that's the thing. He's still a part of it, yeah. And he'll never he never won't be a part of it.
2: That's for damn sure. And that, I mean, that's why we say "fucking toodles" for Chris at the end of every show. And that's why he's. I mean, like I will not. That's why I do two Chris tributes every year. <laughs> we mention him constantly I know. because the show is not the show without him. You know so. You know how I, I feel about it. About I do, it. and thank you so much for coming on.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Stay strong, dopey nation. Thank you, Dave.
2: You're welcome. Thank you, Annie. Talk soon. All right, that's Annie reflecting on uh, on another dopey day. It's fucking weird that her her son and her husband look kind of like Chris, uh, but we don't need to really get into that. I did want to dig up the sapio sexual Chris tape so here is me and Chris back in the day dopey episode 85 on sapiosexuality and I just want to give you guys a heads up the thing we're talking about at the beginning is we're talking about uh this was right you know in the beginning of this episode I play Ray Ray Brown's dopey theme song you know this dopey dopey podcast that's coming in your ear and you know the heroine, sobriety and beer Uh, Dave and, you know, the other one, you know, the hot one. Everybody wants to fuck. Uh, Just a visual for the listeners. Now you know. Good luck. And that's what we're talking about here. I had sent it to Chris while he was on a date with someone. So that's what we're talking about. Chris was on a date. Maybe he did. But Chris was on a date. In in Ray's song, he says, you're listening to Dave and that other guy that everybody wants to fuck. And that is because... We got, like, we got literally, I don't know, 15 emails from different girls who said they were all, and I use this word, crushing on Chris. I also think there was 15. I think there were 15. And, um, and I was like, what the fuck? Why is everybody crushing on Chris? And I, I was like, what the fuck, Ray? And he was, I don't know, Dave. And, and so he knew that, like, that would be fun yeah. to put in there. Yes. You know? So, so Chris is on his date, and he plays... He's like, what's this? Yeah. And he plays it, and he... Well, I
6: set it up. I just didn't know what it said. I'm like, oh, this is a theme song, because I thought it would be cool, you know? It was cool. And then she probably thinks I'm totally conceited. I <laughs> even play this... You don't think she... Be- was that J yeah, Don't say her name. I have to bleep that, too, now. Was that J? <laughs> don't say anything anymore. But yes, yeah, so... I just pretended I didn't hear what they said. You're
2: walking a very, very, very tightrope. What are you saying? What do you mean? <laughs> we're about to do a whole segment on sober dating, and you are the expert. Of Chris is fucking dating like he used to smoke crack. <laughs> I swear to God, there is nothing. I, I shouldn't have even talked about gratitude. We should have gotten right to the the, the heart of the matter because Chris is fucking. <laughs> now I've slowed down now. Now today. he's now. Now now we're getting to this. Chris is finally using some caution on the show. Oh, this,
6: we can segue into uh, the 13th step with this, too. That's been... Let's
2: stay on this, though. Okay. Because Chris not only is dating hardcore, he's starting to tap the pool that we all swim in that we like to call the Dopey Nation. Uh, no,
6: that's not true. You're misrepresenting. That's misinformation. Clarify for, for all of us. All right. So, um, Dopey Nation. Oh, God. I just feel squeamish even saying this, but we gotta be real, right? They love you because the reason they crush on you is because you're brutally honest. Okay, so um, a few episodes ago, you guys heard about the whole rejection thing. I was super upset, got really neurotic, and I downloaded all the dating apps, like Dave said in the beginning of the show. Well, you
2: re-downloaded,
6: them. I re-down whatever, and then uh, I started going out with like a bunch of different people wasn't really digging anyone big time, but um, Dave put this call to action to the Dopey Nation. He was being funny, but... Um, I was being serious. <laughs> I was anyway, thinking maybe you could get hooked yeah, up. And then I've talked to some females in the Dopey Nation, a, a couple who were super helpful. You know who you are if you're listening, um, uh, in dealing with like the depression and the aftermath of this like quasi-relationship I was in. It wasn't even a fucking real relationship. But anyways... One of them, like, we started FaceTiming and I hit it off and she was really cool and she was going to fucking fly out and come stay with me and she's newly sober and it was like, I wasn't even thinking, I was so caught up in my own misery and depression from feeling rejected and it felt so good talking to this person who was really cool. That, like, I didn't even stop and consider that, like, were to be a sponsee or somebody else in a fellowship, I would totally be like, this is a bad idea, and you shouldn't do that. So, um, luckily, I came to my senses after some time, and we didn't do... We didn't... Uh, she never came. But it was... Very nearly happened. But well, maybe she'll come for that fish festival. Yeah, and I would meet her and say hello as a friend.
2: Say hello. Shake hands. Say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. Um, but... Listen, there's nothing wrong uh, with dating. You're a young, attractive man, and you really should be dating. Yeah. I, I am not demonizing you for dating at all. Yeah. Because what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, it's a, It's become, you know, in the past two weeks, how many dates have you been on? Not in the last two, the first two weeks after it happened. In the past two weeks, how many dates have you been on? How many different people? Two you're a fucking liar. I swear. No, if you... if You're you, such if you're, a like, fucking liar. The last I month. know four people you dated in the past two weeks. I, I know. You tell no, me every day. Tell me who? Fucking Where that you? one. <laughs> fucking tall one? <laughs>
6: what a tall one? The tall one. Oh, she was not tall. Fucking
2: yesterday? <laughs> she, she was
6: not tall. Dude,
2: yeah. that's three right there, and there's definitely a fourth one, you fucking lying piece of shit. <laughs> and, and I bet you there's been six in the past two weeks.
6: Oh, my God. No, there might have been like three or four. But Before that, it was a lot.
2: How many meetings have you gone to in the past two weeks? Uh, we're not getting into this now. I think somebody, what they should do is they should merge meetings with Dana. <laughs> oh, yeah, then that's a great idea. Because then
6: you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. That happens naturally. Well. So, anyway, yeah, I went on a tear uh, after. I didn't sleep with anyone. I, didn't slept I think either. that's an important fact. Yeah, I didn't sleep with anyone. Um, and it's actually funny. Once I sort of, like, gave up, which was, like, recently, and I just was, like, I didn't even care. Like, I, I would kind of I'd say, oh, I don't drink, and, like, I'll just leave it there. You know what I mean? But the last couple people, I've just been, like whatever. Almost hitting him with the dopey. And once I kind of (laughs) gave...
2: You always threaten to hit them with the dopey, and you never do it. I do a little bit. Chris, like, has... Chris makes these weird appearances in places for part of his school stuff, and I'm like, well, what are you going to talk about? And he always texts... I'm gonna hit him with the dopey, and then I'm like, and then I'm like, did you? And he's like, nah. <laughs> right? And you never yeah, do. Yeah,
6: I do. The, I do up my recovery spiel. Yeah, spiel,
2: spiel. Do you say spiel? What did I say? Spiel. You said spiel. Spiel. Say stick and spiel. 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 Nobody says spiel except a Jew in New York. The rest of the country says spiel. There's no such word as spiel.
6: <laughs> it's a word.
2: It isn't. That's how we say in Boston. No, it is not. Is, have Eddie
6: been to Boston? Yes. When?
2: I've been to Boston. Concert
6: thirty years ago. It was ago. the Grateful Dead. <laughs>
2: did I ever tell that story on the show? I think so. but tell it. Nah. Um, listen.
6: I think we ran the course with this. Um, thing. Just to spare you. <laughs> just to spare me. I'm in the hot seat. The the bottom line. So I nearly did something stupid. I'm glad I didn't do it. It um, wouldn't have been that stupid. It would, it would have been fun, and but it probably, but and honestly, you know, part of it is like the AA stuff, and like she's in, like was a newcomer, and then it's also just like. Why do I want to torture myself? If somebody comes out, what if he hit it off and she lives in another part of the country? That's what I said. Yeah.
2: Who gives you the best
6: advice on dating? He gives me great advice. Oh, dude, you got to tell him. I laughed for like two days about this. So um, some of the people, uh, the person who I rejected, she had this like crazy, the basically hardest degrees you can get. And like for some reason, I'm drawn to these... Chris even feels they're like they're if he
2: gets a doctor, a if he gets it's a... not
6: even have to be a doctor. Well, I think I really am, like, you know, maybe sapiosexual, whatever. Like, I'm drawn to intelligence. It doesn't have to be... What's sapiosexual? You know that sapio? It's, like, people who, um, they're turned... I don't know if I'm, like, actually, like, aroused by intelligence. That's,
2: this is the biggest bullshit thing I've you ever You've never
6: heard that before. You've been out of the scene for a while. What scene? The dating scene. Yeah. Sapio is, like, when somebody's... I think it might actually mean they're, like, physically aroused... But, it, or, like, I use it in the sense just, like, somebody likes to be with somebody who's, like, intelligent. Like, that's, like, the quality that they're looking for most in a partner. But what, is, what does it mean, sapiosexual? I'm sure sapio has some Latin root and then sexual. Right? You want me to Google it right now? No, I don't. Uh, what are you trying to say? My point is, though, that uh, I was sort of drawn to women. And uh who are I did they could be a farmer I don't care I was gonna be intelligent it doesn't have to have degrees and stuff but it happens to be the person I'm interested in right now and the person that I was rejected by were both like you know Doctors. very successful um, or something like that they had um, PhDs at least not the one not the current one
2: no I thought she was I thought she was like a
6: teacher no isn't she no I'm not gonna say what she is but it's just something um, anyways. I already got in trouble for doing that once. But my point was, Dave, tell him what you said. No, what happened was that Chris
2: was talking to a buddy of his, and the buddy was like, why are you always going after pedigreed women? And I just said, I, I can't repeat that kind of thing. Why not? It was so perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. It was. I laughed about it for like two days. Well, the idea is like, Chris, you know, he's, he's been sober for, for three years. Three and a half. Almost three and a half, yeah. and he, um, you know, he's in school. He's getting his life together, and I and I kind of see it like you're a plane on the runway you know check in your your shit your gears all good to go so that you can take off and yeah. a- and the women that Chris is after have been flying <laughs> a- across the country or across the world and he's like trying to like have something in common with them when the chicks he should be going after are like in the airport still <laughs> or, or like sitting in the back of the plane looking what's on the fucking TV screen saying what does this dial do you know and you can be like we're getting ready to take off right now if you look out the window What's the
6: in-flight movie exactly <laughs>
2: somebody where you have something in common with instead of like how are you flying over there that must be really fast I like I like to sit here and look look at the runway that makes me happy. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, you like you like totally have nothing to say uh, to the woman. And she's like, uh, I think there's something this wrong with you.
6: That's not true. I have. I she's, like, she's,
2: just, she's like, I think you're really funny and I think you're going to do really good things one day. But I'm looking for somebody who's like flying, who's not like no, see, sitting in the airport picking his nose.
6: It's not true that I have nothing to say. I have like a solid... Two weeks of fucking great material. Like Bullshit. Chris's Chris's, is, no, Chris's Chris's material is this. He's
2: like, I really don't like to study. I, I do really well on my tests, and you know what I you know what I did to study? I ate six bowls of ice cream and watched three episodes of Game of Thrones. Then I took a nap. Do you are you turned on? And they're like, oh my
6: god! They're just like, (laughs) well, it's stupid because I take like a bravado in that too. I know that's what I'm talking about. Like,
2: why do I even tell anybody that? Well, because you want to be like, look how smart I am and how little I work. Step back, and they're like, dude. We're I want the shoot. dude flying the Concord <laughs> who's, like, fucking going to outer space. You're on the fucking ground. And that's what. That's why that first one... is. But, yeah. but like, forget my air, aviation analogy. Yeah. It, it's really just about having something in common.
6: Yeah.
2: And, like, the other thing, like I always say, is that you're interested in, in people... You're turned on by contempt for you. It turns you on. So like some woman who's like, I like you. You're like, why would you like me?
6: <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm getting better with that. Good. I think there's truth to that. Originally. I think I'm getting better with it.
2: So that was Chris and, and me on Sapio sexuality. And my favorite thing in there is just me making him laugh. That was one of the best parts of making the show, if not the best part of making the show was when I could make him laugh. And he loved it more than anything when I made fun of him. Or we both kind of knew that we were just uh, the dumbest people in the world. We laughed a lot then too. But one of the other things, I mean, we didn't really aspire to do this, but once in a while we got lucky and we got to be helpful to people. And you guys know that we lost Brian Hot Wheels Connolly a few weeks ago. And I just stumbled upon the time where he wanted to use and Chris and I kind of talked him off the ledge. So here is uh, me, Chris and Hot Wheels.
6: Hello. Hot Wheels, how do you feel?
7: Well, uh, like shit, man.
6: I'm sorry, dude. That's, I'm here too. It's uh, Chris. Yo, what's up? Should we not put this on the show? Nah, go for it, man. Probably good. What's going on, man? You got cravings, or what's the deal? You just Fuck dep- yeah. well, you know, and this is such stupid crap to say. It's boiled down hogwash, as I like to put it. But um, if, when you get those cravings, it's always good to remember that the actual visceral craving part that lasts like 20, 30 minutes, and then that goes away. That's not to say the depression and the restlessness and the irritability goes away, but the actual no, like I gotta not get high. Like
7: the depression, I ain't depressed. It's the I want to change how I feel now because I'm an addict
6: yeah well that 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 fucking intense shit that, that compels us to go pick up that goes away in 20 30 minutes you know like the worst part of it and then um, at half the time it's like we're already on the way to go cop and it would be it would be gone by then you know like the actual science of the cravings goes away in 30 minutes How Wheels did you call any
2: any of the any of the the drug people that go and run and pick up uh, dope for you yet?
7: No, dude, I called Dopey.
2: There it is. He's a success. (laughs)
7: Yeah.
2: I mean, this is going
7: to... I got to get to 28 days at least.
2: Well, where are we at? We're at 14?
7: Dude, I have no idea. People ask me how long I've been clean, and uh, I got to wait for Dopey to call, and I'll have 28 days.
2: This is... I think we were... The thing was... That was 20 weeks ago. It was 21 days next week, so I think we're at 14 days today. I think it's
6: 21. 21 today. I'll take your word for it's it. It's either 21 or
2: 14. We'll say 21. That sounds better to me. Um last time I heard a podcast,
7: Chris said it should be 14 days for me.
2: So then we're at 21 days. Yeah. Well, listen, I, this is going to sound stupid because I, I hear from people. Dude, nothing sounds stupid. I texted the podcast
7: that I can't always listen to because I want to get high because nobody
2: else that's given me their number answers their fucking phone. Well, I told you I would always answer. Yeah. Um, what? What? This is what I always suggest to people, and it's not necessarily the best advice, but I, I find that television is a great distractor. I find like to put on a show and like really like and, and get something good to eat. And say, for the next half an hour, the next 42 minutes, I'm going to be lost in thought. You know, and, and, and it's just going to, I mean, I could do that for five hours at a time without drugs. Yeah, I can do that too. But also, if
6: my mind's racing, I can do the Chris thing. What do you,
1: what do you mean the Chris thing? Well, he just puts something on, You've seen a bunch of times, and it's like auto
6: autoplay. So he can keep thinking about what he wants to. That's what I think he does. Yeah, well I do that. I also put stuff I've seen a bunch of times when I'm like not if my mind's racing or something I'll do it when I go to sleep because I can close it's quiet. Cuz it's like I already know what it is and I'm not like interested. You yourself said you did it some stupid show. Yeah. Okay, whatever, dude. I, 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 I trying. He I'd does train. it with Futurama I and do Star with Trek. Fut- I do with Futurama yeah. and Star Trek. But are
2: you doing that uh the in the rooms? Yeah, dude, but my
7: laptop's broke. Uh I don't even have one. And it works a lot better on a laptop than it does on a fucking Apple product. Does it? Yes.
6: I wonder why. Hot Wheels, what are you craving? Are you craving dope or booze or what?
7: Hair on, man. I can like pass that liquor and shit.
6: Yeah. And how's it been? Has it been like like all day, every day? How many times do you get that like intense feeling to use? Oh, uh, one where I
7: actually fucking like was conceiving of copying and using was like right now.
6: And have you had it earlier today at all?
2: Yeah, it's happened a couple times this week too. You know. How do you that get rid of fun. it? How do you get
6: rid it of, kind of it? Kind of went away. Okay, you you wait you, know you, you you wait and the intense cravings go away. The Hot Wheels. The first time I got the first time I got sober, I was super super. Um, I would have like intense, um, obsessional thoughts about shooting Coke. It was always shooting cocaine for some reason. It was the blood rushing in the needle. And I remember, and not just like to scare you, but it was a full year. It took a year before I remembered it had been like three days and I hadn't thought about it. Right. You know? And it was like, cause it was like, but after a year and then it's like, but it's like now, and then I, I eventually I was sober for a couple of years. I relapsed. And then after that relapse, I didn't get that intense ruminations and those visceral cravings. But it took a while to go away. But now they're gone entirely. But I can still remember it like it was yesterday. And it is the worst fucking feeling in the entire world to have every cell in your body just screaming that you need to put something. You need a chemical solution to fix how you feel right now. It is the worst feeling in the world. And that's the affliction, man. That's, the, that's that's what makes us all brothers and sisters, you know? To want to do something and not do it at the same time. It's fucking crazy. The dichotomy. Totally. And also
2: just to have the idea as, to, as is the salvation. It's like that was something for me. Like I would want to use and I would know that using would save me. And I would still simultaneously know what a stupid thought that is. And then I'd be like, no, I'd rather be the stupid thought and like embrace the stupidity of wanting to I use. Literally, it. yeah. Like go, oh, I don't
1: care and wrap your arms around it.
2: But I think that what we need to focus on, in my opinion, is just every minute that you don't use is a success, and every minute that you don't use adds up to time. And like I mean, do you sleep well at night? <laughs> Not so much in the past, like week or so, but I got a urinary tract infection, so that's probably got something to do with it. Right? Are you going to be able to get to sleep? Is really what I'm asking, I guess.
7: Oh yeah, dude. I'm like dope sick or anything, anything like that.
2: Well, I mean, I, I feel like I remember when I was in the beginning of of wanting to use heroin and uh, and and deciding I wasn't going to use. It would be, I would hold on by my fingernails until I went to bed. And then when I went to bed and I woke up the next day, I could be like, I'm so glad I didn't break down last night.
7: Dude, you just described yesterday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's like 1030 out there or something, 1040. It's like, it's getting there. I, I, I have such a simpleton approach to recovery, which is you've made it this far. I would put on a movie. Like, I'd put on fucking Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah. By the time that shit is over, you're going to be asleep. And you're going to have made it through yeah. another By day. By the time that shit starts, I'll be
6: asleep. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly my point. But the biggest thing, too, is to remember that, like, get, you know, do whatever you got to do to get through the day or the night. Dude, but I forget so easy. It says it in one of the books. You forget the pain of, like, a week or a day ago. The, I, totally. You totally you built in forgetters. But um, it fucking gets better. It just, it takes time, but it gets better because the truth is, if like I had to fucking live through that shit and grit my teeth and bear it on a daily basis, I would pick alcoholic oblivion, drug, drug yeah. addiction, any day of the week, including jails, institutions, and death. I'd pick that in a second. Over a over, lifetime. Over a lifetime. Of of, exactly. Totally. Oh,
2: yeah. but, but that's the magic. That's the magic, Hot Wheels. It's like we, Chris. It took him forever. It took me forever, but it gets better, and, and it's so slow you don't even notice it until you're like, wait a second, it's a little bit better. And that's like all that is is a guarantee. It's it's like an ironclad guarantee at the bottom, and, and you need to fill your day. And I know you're quadriplegic, and I know you yeah. don't get around easily. You yeah, got to. It's not an excuse, man. You got to find things to fill your time. You have to build. You got to do something. Yeah. I don't know what it is because I don't have your problem, and I and I and I and I support you, and I and I want to be there for you however I can. But you know what it's like to be you, and you know what you can do, and and then we have to plug in what those things could be because I don't know what it is.
7: I don't know either. Any y'all got out there? Got a suggestion?
6: Well, see, uh, seek and you shall find. You know what I mean? It's
2: like,
7: yeah, if I... Close well, mouth, don't get fed, man. There it was. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to
2: fucking do. I would do online Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> i <laughs> going I, I a Dungeons & Dragons
6: shit. What the fuck is that about? You brought that up when Chris said Skyrim. I still haven't finished it. Skyrim, dude. I, I, fuck Dungeons & Dragons. Play Skyrim. All right, do that. I don't care. I just, anything... Well, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Hot Wheels, isn't there some fucking, like, network of people... Who are quadriplegic? Who discuss basically like, okay, this is what I do with my life and stuff. No, it's like not exactly easy to find. There's got to there's like be one some place all
7: the way downtown.
6: Well, what about online? I mean, there's no like online congregation, like shit like that, support
2: group, anything Something like that. Um, you know,
6: this is gonna sound real stupid, but I'm an addict.
7: I never really fucking checked that part out you
6: fucking <laughs> don't look there because you're talking to you're talking to these two numbskulls and we got Skyrim and Dungeons and dragons as suggest and I bet you those people have yeah, much cooler fucking ideas him than him we do in our arm and two of us hit him in our ass all right like, like
2: our first wrong remember dude he, watch this he goes to the quadriplegic support group and they're like so I started playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a ranger. I'm a 17th level. I just killed three dragons and a dwarf. I just had sex with the innkeeper's daughter. My life is good. If you're somebody who don't know nothing about the game, you're
6: awfully into it, dude. Dude, I love the game. I love the game. Dude, he does it all the time. He says he hates fish, and then he starts naming all these obscure fish songs. He does it to many things. He does it with Pearl Jam. He started singing Pearl Jam songs the other day. Listen, I'm just
2: a very knowledgeable person. I, I can't help. I, I, just, I got my finger on the pulse. I got my nose to the grindstone. I got my ear to the ground. And, and to be honest, Dungeons & Dragons is a lot of fun. Just, you,
6: you've actually played it, yeah,
2: man. I was a, I was a monk. I was a seventeenth level monk of flowers. Man. I fucked shit up in the wilderness. Monk of flowers. Yeah, I, I knew. Yeah, it was great. That's why I suggested it because it's fun for the imagination. Isn't
6: Dungeon and Dragons, what they play on
2: Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, that new new Stranger Things is coming out.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll take like 12 hours of my life, and then it'll be over.
2: But that's going to be a beautiful 12 hours.
7: Yeah, but I'm in the head. They're going to be in a row. It's going to be all night long.
2: Yeah, well, that's me too. <laughs> so what? That's your point. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, I say you distract yourself. You do what Chris said. You find this uh, – you look for quadriplegic support groups. You, you just – stack ideas on top
6: of each other and you do them you know what uh, hot wheels you know what dudes did in fucking um in prison they were doing like long sentences they would get people to create like this is back a while ago MySpace pro- profiles and they would communicate and then meet these like women that they would never even see but they would communicate with them and like it literally would be like they would like fall in love with these people they'd never even talked to just like correspondence and shit, you know? Yeah, dude, I don't
7: need to meet some guy naked in a wheelchair or one of them guys tweaked out fucking on meth that your last guest was
2: talking about. You're being closed minded <laughs> I, I, I know what's on the internet. The depravity of society. Wouldn't it be funny if there was somebody who is like really into like some meth head <laughs> in a wheelchair and and then I'm sure there is. no but then there's some woman who's like a really hot chick who's masquerading as the meth head in the wheelchair to turn somebody on. Yeah. And he thinks that he's jerking off to the meth head in the wheelchair, but it's actually a hot woman
6: masquerading <laughs> as the
1: wheelchair. I don't, I
6: don't, you don't think that exists? I know. Um, you know, the best thing right now is we hot wheels. We had this person message us and tell us um, to stop vaping. And now we're we're listening to you on the phone, on speakerphone, vaping. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? What? Yeah,
1: I really don't care.
6: No, neither do we. We I told them we'd try to stop. We've been vaping the whole time. How what is, you, what's your flavor? Yeah, what are you working with? It's a little less annoying than when you first
7: started. You could hear Dave like chowing down on chocolate.
6: Yeah, that I wasn't know. too cool, but. What are you working with right now? It's
2: like on Dave or anything. It's just that the tinfoil was annoying. Dude, I know. You don't know. I I fucking... I would be so guilty over that shit that when I would be going to sleep at night... It would. I would. I would. Those messages would flash into my head, and I would be so ashamed of doing it.
6: Yeah, you know that. I didn't know that. Yes. Not not ashamed enough to um, not chew on rags during the last thing. Chew on paper towels during our last episode. I literally had to tell you to stop. Why do you need to humiliate me in front disgusting. of our thousands of men? Hot Wheels. Dave has this weird, bizarre habit he's had since he's a kid, where he takes paper towels and just chews on them. So he's a wad of paper towel in his mouth. Okay. See, he doesn't judge me. Why do you have to judge me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what are you working with with your vape Hot Wheels? What do you, what do you, What are you uh, what's your box uh, and what's your juice or whatever? Well, dude, every time I actually had a, a
7: relapse and then three mods went out and me. God plays cruel tricks, man. Uh, so I had to go out and get uh, the Rulo 23 with one of my users. Tank or seven tank with uh, either a .3 or ceramic coil with. uh, Oh man, dude, I'm just free flugging people away. You know what? It's good juice. Go out and buy some Vapor Chef. What is it called? Vapor Chef.
6: Vapor Chef. Okay, I'm doing. doing I have the same. You guys, Bristol, Connecticut. Okay, that's out our way. I have the same uh, tank as you too, Vapor Chef. All right. Yeah. Hey Hot Wheels, you ever vape a uh, unicorn puke?
2: Unicorn poop, yeah. <laughs> I never heard of the poop. Is it chocolatey? Is the poop like a chocolatey unicorn kind do, do you of Freaking unicorn? Nah, no, never mind. Dude, I, I would not I be surprised it. if a unicorn puked rainbows and shit chocolate. Would you be surprised? Yeah, I'd be surprised. No, I want to know what it would come. <laughs>
7: Yeah, that's it. All right, how,
6: dude, where are you at with the craving? Is it still there?
7: (laughs) No. Kind of freaking tapered off and went away. I ain't even thinking about it
6: now. All right, well, let me text you after this. I don't even think you have my cell. Do you have my cell? No, just there. Yeah, I'll text you after this. All right, Hot Wheels, we got to call the next. We have someone we're supposed to call 30 minutes ago. um, My friend Megan. Sorry about the emergency. No, I'll tell you before, don't man. be sorry. <laughs> sorry, dude. You're like the Eor of
2: Dopey. Yeah, come on, fuck off. Fucking call me Eor, dude. You called like, like my best friend that
7: lived two doors down from me called me Eor in like fifth grade. You yeah. know how long I've gone
2: days, months, years? Who knows? I'm telling you, man. Nobody changes. That is my. That's my new philosophy. We're all the same as we were when we were kids. <laughs> it's just it. Well,
1: dude, right down. Thanks for the friggin' hope and boosting
8: the
2: morale. Toodles. All right. All right. Hot Wheels. All right. Later. 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 And there's Chris and Brian uh, when they were still alive. And how fucking weird is that? And I don't know. I think it's very important. Like, it's one thing to honor people. It's another thing to, uh, I think you should feel good that you're alive and listening. I think you should feel good that you still have breath in your lungs and we we miss the dead but we should embrace the fact that we get to be alive it is a big fucking deal and one of our sponsors that loves living is the phoenix the phoenix is an incredible organization that is free that serve addicts and alcoholics fun the phoenix believes recovery should be enriched with fun and we at dopey believe that too so, if you're looking to get active, and you have a gym in your area, go to the phoenix.org/dopey, and you will find fun. You will find pickleball. You will find hikes. You will find exercise classes. You will find art. You will find music. The Phoenix is sponsoring DopeyCon this year. And just so you have a sneak peek of DopeyCon, Jerry Stahl is coming. I think Mackenzie Phillips is coming. I think Dr. Drew is coming. I think Ashley Hamilton might be coming out of retirement to lay the dopey down. And we should be having the dopiest story of the year um, storytelling contest. So get your tickets for DopeyCon um, when we put them up. And check out thephoenix.org slash dopey because the Phoenix is playing a big part in what we're working on. We definitely miss our dopes. I got a story from Aviza about Brian that I wanted to play also. So here is Aviza.
9: Hey, Dave. Uh, This is a dopey story, but it's not my dopey story. This is a Hot Wheels dopey story that i don't think you've ever heard and hot wheels has told it to me a couple of times and i kept telling him man you gotta send it in as a voicemail it's a great dopey story but he never got around to it so i thought i'd tell it to you so back in the day this is like over 20 years ago and brian was dating some some chick i don't remember her name and he and her were using heroin together and one day he decides to go out into the city in search for little heroin and off he goes and he's on foot and walking down the street and as he's walking down the street out of some corner appears a lady of the night if you will hey baby you want to have a good time and he's like no That's not why I'm here. I'm not here for that. Please leave me alone. He keeps walking. But this woman was relentless. She would not let up. Come on, baby. Hey, I know you're looking for some fun. He's like, no, seriously. And I have a girlfriend at home. She's gorgeous. I'm not interested. Leave me alone. But she wouldn't quit. She keeps following him. And at this point, she's getting annoying. So he said, all right, you want to help me out? How about this? Here's $10 and I want you to stand here at this street corner and don't move for like the next 15 minutes. (laughs) So he literally gives her the money, takes her by the shoulders, puts her on this part of the sidewalk and says, all right, now stay. And he continues to walk. So he paid her just so she could leave him the hell alone. And as he starts walking, Out of the corner of his eye, he notices, oh shit, it's the 5-0. And they just saw me handing cash to a hooker. So the cop approaches him and he starts saying, look, I know what it looks like. I'm honestly just here to get drugs. I'm not here to solicit a prostitute. I just want to get my fix and go home. But probably the only time you want to admit to a cop that you're using anything or looking for something. And so the cop looks at him all suspiciously and he's like, OK, if you don't believe me, walk over to the street corner and you'll see her standing there. I gave her the $10 so she would leave me the hell alone. And the cop kind of looks at him and he's like, no, no, all right, just, just get the hell out of here. And he goes on his merry way to cop his heroin. So there you have it. Uh, Hot Wheels had to pay a prostitute to leave him alone so he can go about his business and get his drugs, like an everyday dopey citizen. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, do whatever you want with that. I, I just, he told it way better. I just find it very entertaining. All right, bye.
2: Thank you, Aviza, for giving us the last. Well, hopefully not the last Hot Wheels dopey story. Chris and I loved, obviously, dopey stories, and we loved drug dealer stories. And we tried to do an episode all about drug dealer stories and it kind of went sideways like a lot of our episodes did. But Chris told this fucked up, crazy story about dealing with a Bostonian drug dealer named Tommy. And of course, I couldn't resist to do my stupid fucking Wicked Doc Bia Boston shit at the front. So bear with me and, and get into Chris's ridiculous drug dealer story with Tommy in Boston.
6: You want to hear my drug story? Please. Alright, so I, was, I... can't handle you rocking back and forth there. mind. I'm going to start rocking for it. Hopefully my voice doesn't go in and out. Um, so yeah, I was in Boston and I was buying drugs from this guy uh, Tommy, right? And Tommy's this old guy, this really raspy voice who lived in Dorchester and... Uh, Can you do a Dorchester accent? No. But... You live in Dorchester. Can you say Boston firefighter the way somebody in Boston would say it? I can't. I can't even pretend a Boston accent. I know
2: this guy. He's a Boston firefighter.
6: That's not what it is. Boston <laughs> firefighter. Not even close. Just do it. I can't. I won't. You can't do it? A Boston firefighter?
2: Uh, he, he, me and me and this Boston firefighter went down to the barn. We had some Wicked dog Beers. <laughs>
6: That's not good. It's pretty good. No. All right. So Tommy – uh. I was buying dope. Yeah, I was buying dope and coke from Tommy. And Tommy was just like a middleman. He was older, he spent a lot of his life in prison. He was probably like 55, 60. How were the drugs? Not very good. They were okay.
2: How did they compare to Papito's drugs?
6: Uh Papito had better Coke, uh and he had better dope too, I think.
2: So Papito's drugs were better across the board.
6: Yeah, both of these people were primarily actually heroin dealers, but I've always bought Coke, like and they would get it on the side. Was but it? but Papito was like a more of a like a like that's what he did all day. Tommy just like hooked people up. It was a middleman and didn't work. Probably collected. Um, he probably did it so he could get some drugs. Yeah. So Tommy I Tommy was Irish. Tommy was Irish. Yeah. And so Are you Irish? Yeah. Um, and so I was. Uh, so I have been buying a shit. Probably the most drugs I've ever bought in my entire life from Tommy. Uh, from Tommy. Yeah. In like a short period, like spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And uh, so I'm hanging out with this guy, this, this other kid. His name's Mike. And um, we uh, we decide we have no money, and we're gonna burn Tommy. And when I see him, I, t- I call him. I tell him what I want. I meet him in the little like a uh, um, like vestibule uh, foyer, little area in, the, in his building. You know, like like between the, the front the, the lobby. Yeah, but it's like nothing. You know, it's really foyer. small. Yeah. So I I, and he he usually gives me the drugs and I give him the money. Right? That's the way it goes. Yeah. So I call him up and we got I don't even remember exactly what the breakdown, but I was got this probably saved my life. We were getting five hundred dollars worth of heroin and coke. And me and this kid Mike were like, we're gonna shoot they would be all in fifties. Fifty bags. And so we're like, we're gonna shoot a whole fifty of Coke each. Wow. Which probably would've killed us. And honestly, like I would shoot (coughs) a half of a fifty of Coke and it was like you know what I mean? Just like dry heaving, bell ringing, grabbing your chest, thinking you're gonna die, and then <laughs> worry the cops are outside. Like you know what I mean? But it was like that was like pushing it, and we we had been drinking a little bit. We're like, all right, let's just do the. We'll do a whole fifty each. So we go drive up, and this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna uh, he's gonna hand me the drugs. I'm gonna hand him what money we had, Then I'm gonna run out. Mike's driving the car. I jump in the back seat. He takes off. Right. So we go meet him. Right. Tom. Tom, we meet Tommy, Mike meet, go, meet Tommy. Tommy and Mike's waiting outside. Does it and, look like The Departed? It's kind of a, yeah. It's sort of a similar area, but um. So, Mike's waiting. Mike's waiting in the car. No, it wasn't. It was Dorchester. So Mike's waiting uh, waiting in the car. Did it look more like um? What's that movie with Matt Damon in Boston? That's also Southie. Oh, okay. Goodwill Hunting. Did it look like Southie? <laughs> you just want to say Southie,
1: okay? Please right.
6: continue. So uh, Mike's waiting. Oh, this is the best. This is the best part. This is what I think is the funniest part. Was that all we had on us was three one dollar bills? And I remember driving over there trying to fold the three one dollar bills to make it look like five hundred. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought like, at least if I could hand him something bulky, he might like. It might take a second for it to register, and there's just no way to fold. $3. And Tommy's
2: your friend, nah,
6: sort of, I guess.
2: Um, so you gave him three dollars <laughs> cash for any it's heart. <laughs> Yeah, he bought it.
6: No, so no, this is what happened, and I'm not done with the story. So I go in there. I'm pretty drunk. He can tell I'm wasted, right? And um, I go in, and, and he hands me the drugs. I hand him the three dollars. I don't even like. Wait, like as soon as I give him the $3, I just turn around and start running out the door. And I just hear him yell, Chris, you know? And we go out, I jump in the back of the car. You have the drugs? I have the drugs, yeah. I got $500 worth of coke and heroin. I jump in the back of the car, and Mike takes off. Well, it turns out, you know, Tommy was a middleman, and since it was a larger deal, whoever he was getting it from was waiting in their car on the corner. Right, So they take off following us, and Tommy runs out, out in the street too. Mike goes down. He bangs the first right, and I'm an idiot. I know this, the area well. It's a dead-end street, a one-way dead-end street, really narrow, right? So he goes and turns and pulls down it, right? Well, I guess it wasn't one way. It'd have to be two way, but he pulls down it, and, uh, but it's narrow as fuck. And the guys come after us and pull down it, and they stay in the middle of the road so we can't get the car around them. And we're like, fuck. Because we roll the windows up. These two other guys come in. I don't know. Tommy comes out. He starts yelling, I've been to prison. And like, you know, I don't care. Like, yelling, all this shit, right? And uh, they come up. And so I I rolled down the windows. It was kind of a pussy move, I guess. But this is just the best I could do. So I, I threw all the drugs out the window and just rolled the window up, you know? And he like picked them all up on the ground. And then they just waited. And I was like, oh, like what's happening? Like, you know, they got the drugs but like it wasn't over, you know what I mean? And uh, so the guys like – What did you and Mike say? I'm like – we're just like panicking talking to each other. So it's probably like 2 in the morning. It's funny because
2: you're telling the story from the vantage of somebody who wasn't in the car. And you were in the car. What did you say to Mike?
6: We're well, panicking. we are like, freaked out? Just, So we're panicking. You think I, they're kill so you? I threw the drugs outside the window, right? roll the window up. Um, I'm in the back seat. Mike's driving, and the guys are the guys are still in their car. And Tommy's outside running around like prison stuff, and they're not letting us go. Even though I've been running around like prison. He's running around yelling like he's been to prison. He's all hopped up, you know. I don't care, like blah blah blah. I'll go back to prison. Yeah, 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 that shit. So the other guys are sitting in the car, and then like and their lights are on, like, and we can't get past it. So the best thing I could come up with was it was like two a.m. I was like, yo, I was like, just Mike's like, lay on the horn. So he just held the horn down and it was like loud as fuck. And then they got nervous and backed out. And
2: you never saw Tommy again.
6: No, I fucking went back to him like three months later and it was business as usual. He was like, ah man, I know you were really drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: great.
6: Yeah. I remember like, I didn't even call him back. I was like rang his doorbell. and Like I thought I was like so nervous, but like I was like sick and stuff. And then he like came out, he saw me he he started laughing. (laughs) That's so funny. You were dope sick and you're like, fuck, you got to go
2: back (laughs) to Tommy. Yeah. That's fucking hysterical. Yeah. That is a
6: good one. But if we had got that, if we had each shot uh, 50, I mean, that's like. That was your plan. You're like,
2: we're going to go to Tommy.
6: We're going to rip him off and we're going to shoot 50 bucks at once (laughs) each, man. Coke, dude. It was probably like, I mean, they were small bags, so it probably would have been shooting like over a half a gram of, sh- probably not great coke, but still, that's like, it gonna kill you. It's hysterical. It's a great story. Yeah. Now, so it was lucky. My point was, it was lucky we didn't get it. When I, when I, I love that story. It's really funny. Because it's also so crazy. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Um, you know what's funny is, I didn't even remember that until like a couple years ago. Um, it just like, like I, I had remembered it, but it wasn't something like I actively like thought about and something reminded me of it. And I was like, God, like, that's pretty bad. Like something bad could have happened there. Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> it was it was like, really, I didn't even remember it for It was years. a really good idea to put to hit the horn. Yeah.
2: yeah. um, I, There's so many stories. Like I'm sitting here and thinking about drug dealers I've had. And I've had so many.
6: Yeah,
2: You know, and, and, and like Papito, who, you know, like people who I would see every day. Yeah. And um, there's so many that I've forgotten. And this, I'm going to tell a really just – it's not even a story. It's yeah. just it's just a story in that it happened, but it's not a story. When I lived in Los Angeles, um, you know, I would cop always downtown, and somehow, I think I knew this junkie kid at, from the methadone clinic, and he took me to this other spot, which was way further downtown, like um, you took like the fifteen. Past um, the Staples Center all the way to like, you, you took it like 15 minutes down past normal downtown. And uh, and we would buy dope. You ready for this? i listening. From a blind Mexican named Sergio. What? And somehow Sergio could tell <clears throat> what you're giving him. I, I don't even know how Dude, he could what tell. What the fuck? He was a Nobody blind, ever tried to burn him? Uh, I don't know. I didn't, yeah. you know, I, and I, I, would be so, and his dope was so much better than the dope downtown. And, uh, I would, and he only worked, he worked from like four in the morning to like sunrise. And when the sun came out, Sergio was gone and you got him during these prime time methadone moments. And like, <laughs> if the sun came up, you missed Sergio. I would go to bed at night, like 8.30, 9. I'd wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning, and I'd be so excited. I'd be like, I'm going to go see surgery. (sighs) And I would tiptoe around the apartment with my girlfriend, like, so she wouldn't wake up. I would steal her car keys. I would steal her wallet. I would go to the grocery store, take money out of her bank account, and I would drive to this spot, and I would sing. Well, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And then I did to go. Sergio, Sergio, Sergio. I thought it was just, I love yeah. that. And I would get there, and, and he hated me. Like, Sergio. He'd be like,
0: what do you want?
2: And, I would buy, <laughs> and I'd buy it from him.
6: or come home. But he was fucking blind. That's nuts, man.
2: Blind drug dealer. <clears throat> Everybody loves fucking Sergio's story. Uh, people sing that to me from time to time still. If you guys have any good drug dealer stories that you would like to hear us play on the old Dopey show, send in a voicemail or an email to dopeypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to reflect on Chris or on Dopey or whatever, send in a voicemail or an email. Many voicemails and emails that we've played and read have the, the, the people who kicked the story received free Dopey socks and you can't beat that, right? Let's get through this Dopey day. Here are some more dopes in the Dopey nation reflecting on Chris and Dopey.
5: Hello, Dave. Hello, Dopey nation. It's here. Just wanted to send me love over this period of Christmas. Uh, There's a lot of good shit coming up. There's Dopey day, Dopey con. There's a lot to look forward to. Um, Obviously, it's bittersweet, Christmas always is, and with Brian passing away recently, it's, um, yeah, it's bittersweet, but stay strong, stay safe out there, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Love to all, stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris.
10: Hi Dave, hi Dopey Nation, uh, just a short snippet of what Doby Day means to me. Um, everything, I guess is a great word, um... Because of Dopey, the podcast that you and Chris started um, and that you continued after him, I have a wonderful community of people and great friends that I get to be a part of in the Dopey Nation and Dopey Zoom, Um, and I don't think I would have made it (laughs) as far as I have. I don't think that I would be um, the mom, wife friend that I am without Dopey. I know that's probably giving y'all a lot of credit, but um, the Dopey Nation really helped me stay true to myself during the pandemic. Uh, The podcast gets me through some really dark days, so um, I will give y'all credit. But uh, anyway, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Fucking tools for Chris.
2: And these are all, like, incredibly, like, amazing people in our community. Of course, the great Mick Popham. Hamilton just had a baby. She's a, a, a hardcore Dopey Nation Zoomer. And if you're looking for an amazing Zoom community, you guys should totally check out the Dopey Zoom. The Dopey Zoom is just so fun and generous, and it's always available. It's like 25 Zooms a week. It's free. Like, let, let's just say that. It's free. The code is 804 586 The password is toodles. And one of my old, and I shouldn't say old, one of my favorite Zoomers and Dopey contributors is the great Annie Ellie. And she sent in an incredibly powerful Dopey Day message. So here's Annie, other Annie, Annie Ellie.
11: Hey, Dave. Hey, Dopey Nation. This is Annie Ellie calling in from the UK Greetings to all y'all out there, missing all the Chrises on this Christmas. My daughter's dad was called Chris and he died from a drug-related death in July 2007 and we celebrate his life in August just like our dopey Chris, as he was born in August also. For some reason it's hitting me extra hard this year, our daughter's about to turn 18, we've just lost our dear Brian. Brian and fentanyl and nitazines have been showing up now in the uk drug supply so everyone stay safe out there test your shit keep that knock about you know the drill and if you're done or even if you're not done hop on the dopey zoom and get some love and support stay strong my brothers and sisters in and out of recovery and fucking toodles for all the chris's and everyone else we've lost along the way i love you all
2: Annie's voice always gives me the chills and, um, so powerful and, uh, so sorry for your loss of your Chris Annie and so happy you're in our community and so happy you're in the dopey nation zoom and in the dopey nation, you are a pillar of our community. And, uh, you know, I, I, I remember very recently Annie was fucking relapsing all over the place and she's gotten some, some time together and I just want you guys to stay healthy as long as you can because I'm so tired of fucking announcing deaths on this show and as we put together um the Dopey Day show I hear from people and there's a you know relatively newbie in our world she's not that new her name is Nicole she's in our our zoom and she sent me on Instagram this message um that I should play the last 12 minutes of episode 119 and I started to, and it's fucking crazy. So I'm gonna play the last twelve minutes of episode one nineteen.
6: Sort of dynamic. If
8: you're here, yeah, I, I wanted to come in person. I feel like I would just
6: I would be, do so much better in person. You did great. Yeah, it was awesome. How about and uh, then <laughs> next time we record here? So in the next two months, at some point. Yes, I would love to. And I'd like to see you, Chris, so. Yes, yes, likewise. Did uh, did you ever, you know I left a note at the outpatient you worked at for you once? Did you ever get
1: that? No.
6: Yeah, I was there. It was like way after you left the loft. I wasn't even working there anymore. I was in the city, and I had to go there for some reason. And I asked if you worked there. They said yes, and I left a handwritten note for you, but they must have never given it to you.
1: Hmm.
8: Oh, my God, that would have been so yeah. nice, but no, I never got it. Maybe
6: you got it, but you were just high. <laughs> that, that could, that's definitely <laughs> is a possibility. Uh. It is a possibility. Uh, all right, Laura, well, thank you for calling in, and let's have you back in person.
2: Yeah, we would love to have you back of on. Course. Thank you. All right, thanks so
6: much. All right, good night.
2: Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Awesome.
6: I know, there's so much, her story is nuts. It's
2: so crazy, nuts. just like, uh... Something that we never talk about, or we rarely talk about, it's like the opiate epidemic in terms of fentanyl, like, that, everybody just dies from it. It's like... That's it.
6: We're just just so lucky we missed it, you know? They always say that, but it's true.
2: Yeah, but it's like, that's because you have an actually clean and sober head. It's like, if you didn't have a clean and
6: sober head... No, I'm saying we're lucky we missed it, because if I was active, I would have sought out the fentanyl.
2: Of co- I, I know. Yeah. But And I think that, like... I think Artie Ling recently tweeted, like, any junkie wants the fentanyl. Any junkie wants to survive the fentanyl. Yeah. Any junkie wants to get that feeling from the fentanyl. And I'm still curious about, like, dealers who maybe market their heroin as fentanyl because it should be
6: stronger. You know, they've got some
2: garbage well, shit. Heard, well, you,
6: and they're like, I got the fentanyl. Well, you heard... Um, you heard about in Baltimore hot bags? You ever heard that? No. They like, say letting a hot bag through, and this is pre fentanyl. They used yeah, the like shots. A hot, yeah. They used to intentionally put poison in a bag, and they would give it to some low-level junkie that was well known, you know, to be a certain brand, and he'd die. And everyone and wants everybody, that everybody wants that bag, yeah. yeah. But they with just f-
2: murder. Somebody. But fentanyl, it, it seems just does It does that on its own. It does on its own, and it's super strong. And I bet you, it's like. There's a badge of courage to the guy who didn't die, and
6: everybody else is I dead. I always thought I would just never die from dope. I would just do, even, I remember shooting dope once and getting up and i wasn't even like i didn't catch there was like when i was using steadily i never caught nods it wasn't like that it's just like i shot dope four or five times a day and even if i shot a lot it didn't i never was on a nod ever you know i wasn't taking benzos so that's like a little bit different I remember shooting a bunch of dope ones and just like falling on my face and it was just like if i did if the fentanyl was around there's no question i would have died you know I, just, I believe there's no way it could happen. I'm sure there's
2: about. a shitload of people who use every day, and and they use fentanyl every day and they don't die. I'm just saying it's like Russian roulette. Oh, of course, yeah. It's just you don't know, and um, and I, I used to use a ton of dope with you know crazy big black shots, and um, and I'd nod or I wouldn't nod and I would. Not And then I'd get pills to make sure I would nod because yeah. what's the point? Yeah. You know, it's just it's the way this thing goes. And and don't be, you know, it's a very weird thing because it's like, I was thinking about my dad was on this episode and I was yeah. like making fun of him yeah. for like feeling sad. Yeah,
1: He's you know, sad. yeah. he was
2: sad. You can see the pain on his face. Yeah, no, I know. You because my life is very good and I'm yeah. very grateful that my life is really good. Yeah. And, uh, and I love uh, our show, but it's like when you take back the comedy... Yeah. You get to some horrible horrible stuff. Yeah. And like it's easy to forget it in yeah. all of the hoopla. Yeah. <laughs> in all of the fun hoopla of yeah. dopey. So Laura was a great guest. It's that awesome. a great reminder.
6: And uh, if you don't mind uh, drop us a review on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Reddit, follow us on uh what Big else?
2: big shout out Instagram. To, big shout out to Cormac for that amazing Reddit. Play up to Cormac. And we're going to play, we're going to do this, okay? At the end of this episode, at the end of this thing, we're going to play his new song, Restless.
6: Okay, Restless. We're closing out with Cormac's song. And one other thing.
2: One other thing. Dopey Nation, we recently, as in today, hit 300 reviews. Thanks to you guys. Thank you, guys. So thank you, number one. We also recently cracked 400,000 total downloads. We also just had our two-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Chris. Happy anniversary. Thank you. But more than that. We have 300 reviews and 400,000 downloads. What that tells me is that there's 300, s- thir- <laughs> what are you saying? 390,960. 960- 700 (laughs) people who haven't written a review. No, your logic is so flawed. So maybe 100,000 people. You have to take
6: our total downloads
2: and divide it by 120. episodes. Okay,
6: so what do you get? And then assume there's glitches. Because people repeat. Right. So we're saying, let's say 3,000. And then you also have to figure in how many people are listening with iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. Because those are the only people who can leave reviews. So figure out that math and get back to me.
2: Okay, I'm going to (laughs) say there's 1,200 people easily. So
1: you're cr- just throwing out a number. Yeah. I'm
6: going <laughs> to
2: say there's easily. You disagree? You don't think there's easily 1200 people that could yeah, leave a review right now? For sure. Be one of the 1200. Yeah. Do the right thing. Thank you Nicole for that suggestion. Um it's obviously a heartbreaking listen. It ends it ends lightheartedly, but for Chris and I to discuss you know potential fentanyl use and for him to have died of a fentanyl overdose is, uh you know, it's very prophetic and hard. Uh, I want to play a few more wishes from the Dopey Nation, and then we're going to take a deep dive, a deep dive back in time.
8: Hey everybody, this is Katie B. I just wanted to quick say hi and say thank you to Dopey, Dopey Nation. Dave, it's pretty amazing what has been built, uh, and I am forever in debt. Hey, but really also, I am so, it's so bittersweet that there's all this success and that Chris is not here on this plane to witness it. Uh, I am grateful for Chris, his laughter, his intelligence, his recovery. Uh, It was all meaningful and not, not in vain. So anyway, I just wanted to say happy Dopey Day, happy Christmas, all that good stuff. I love you, Dopey Nation. Stay strong. Balkin toodles for Chris.
0: Hey, guys. This is Ed. Um, so I just wanted to take a sec and tell you what Dopey Day means to me um, and express gratitude as we approach the day uh, and, and think about Chris. Um. I've been an alcoholic all of my adult life. I'm 51, Uh, so since 1991 until 2017. In 2017, I started listening to Dopey while drunk and drinking in secrecy in my basement. And I was unwilling to give up drinking. I just kept on finding new all-time lows with it. But listening to Dopey, I unintentionally... Discovered two dudes, Dave and Chris, who were sober, but they kept their irreverence, their humor uh, and it was amazing to me. Uh, they gave an example of how to live sober and not surrender everything about yourself. Um, I never thought that was possible, and I thought, well, if Chris and Dave can do it, why the fuck can I can't I' So I started there and Dopey has kept me company literally every day since um, in the early days, especially early recovery, notoriously tough when I was freaking the fuck out, anxious, future tripping, all of that crap uh, in my earbuds, Dave and Chris showed me the way and I'm in, I'm forever in debt for that. So thank you, Dave. Uh thank you Chris. I owe my sobriety to you two guys. Um Chris you leave a giant hole to film, but I think you would be so proud of Dave. Uh I know that you are. Ten million downloads, fucking a uh all of it possible because of what you started, Chris, with Dave. Um so much love. Uh reach out if you need help. And uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris.
7: Happy Dopey Day, Dopey Nation. yee
2: That was KDB, our, uh, our resident uh, Dopey patron matron, if that's a thing. And Dave Masculani at the end, yee-hawing. But in between was emotional Edward Alcacer crying on Christmas. God bless you, Ed. I'm glad that we've, uh, we've done something for you. Uh, You've done so much for us, too, and we appreciate that a lot. And I also appreciate both of you... Both of you uh, saying Forever in Debt. I think that was great. Now we're going to take a deep dive back in time. And for all of you who hate the redundancy of the Christmas episodes, remember, Chris died, this was his show, and this is our way to pay homage and every year I play the fucking Baby Back Ribs and the fucking The Lion Sleeps Tonight. And I was kind of like exploring those, and I wanted to play the the bits between. So this is, if you've never heard the full version of The Baby Back Ribs and The Lion Sleeps Tonight, this is all from that episode.
1: You
6: talk, I'm going to eat this chocolate. All right, so um, what are we going to talk about? Chocolate. Don't put me on the spot. Talk I get, about the I'm, chocolate. I'm nervous. Oh, yeah. So Dave was just very upset. He bought two, ba- two bars of – we either get um, thin bark or bark thins, whatever the fuck it's called, or two bars of dark chocolate to eat on the show or in between shows. And so Dave was recently very upset because he looked at the bars of chocolate he got and one of them is like this dark chocolate with like peppers in it, like cayenne pepper or something. Dude, it says spice chili. Spice chili. It doesn't say
2: canine
5: peppers. <laughs> <laughs> is that the way you
6: pronounce let me cayenne? See, let me, cayenne. Is that what it's called, canine? It's cayenne. Let me see what's in the back in here. Organic chili extract. Oh, I thought chili was like a generic term for like spice. I guess chili is an actual spice, right? Yeah, it's chili. Chili pepper. Do you like chilies the restaurant? I love that old commercial. <laughs> Which one? I want my baby back. Baby, oh, yeah. Baby, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby back. Baby back. I want my baby back. Do the back, Brenda. Chilies, Baby back ribs. I baby back, baby back. Baby I want my I'm surprised they don't still back, run baby that baby because, baby that, baby because baby that was so back, baby fucking baby huge. Okay, I'm going to do the I want my baby back and you do the chilies no, part. No, 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 I'm not. Will you no, do the I want my baby back part and I can do the chilies part? All right. I want my baby back. You're going to do it lower. Lower. I
1: want my lower baby.
6: Lower voice, not lower. <laughs> <computer>. I want. <laughs> like this. I want my baby. I can't. I'm a tenor baby, baby, baby. or an alto. Baby, baby, baby. Do it. Or a soprano. So I no, should no, f- do the bottom part you wait, just wait, do the top part. I'm actually not the top either. I just hang out in the mid range. Dude. Mid frequencies. Speak as low as you can. I want my baby. No, not quiet. That's just too okay. low. Okay. I want my baby back. Put some bass in your voice. Baby back, baby back. Baby. I can't do it,
1: man.
7: I
6: want my baby back, baby back, baby back,
7: baby back, baby back, baby back, baby.
1: You can't do that. Chili. Are oh, you gonna do it? Okay, okay.
6: You go. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby. No, it's not working. <laughs> do the
1: baby back part. Do it. Right.
6: I want my baby back. <laughs> just do it. Stop <laughs> yeah, I, I literally—it's going to be impossible just for me not it. to laugh. Okay, just do it. All right, I got to do this. My dog is dead. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Do you ever have a dog? Yeah. Did buddy. It die? It was a Portuguese. Oh, dude, this is a story I got to tell. All right. It was a Portuguese. Okay. No, no, no. Trust me, I got to tell this story. It's a good one. It was a Portuguese. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> just do the chilies
6: thing. All right, but we got to get back to my dog. Okay, right? tell your dogs. All right, right. all right. Then we'll get back to the chilies. Um, so we had this dog, his name is Hoodie, right? And he was a Portuguese water dog. And they look kind of like poodles. And this breed of dog is supposed to be one of the best breeds in the entire like world for swimming. They used to like bring in like the fishing nets or something, right? But our fucking dog was terrified of the water. He like wouldn't go in it, he wouldn't go near it, he was really scared of it. And uh the when dog was, name was Chili's? No, his dog name was <laughs> <laughs> no, his name is Hoodie. So he wouldn't go in the water. And I was a little punk dick kid. So I put a bone on the raft in our pool and I'd put it near the edge of the water, right? So like it was just out of his reach and he like wanted to get it. He like just couldn't reach it. In yet. Arizona? In Arizona. It's when I lived in Arizona. And so the bone was just out of his reach and, uh, and I was like teasing him with it, right? And then all of a sudden he fucking falls down, starts shaking and foaming at the mouth. So we, like, rushed, <laughs> we, like, we, like, rushed him to the hospital, like, <laughs> you traumatized you know? and then the, the doctor was like, uh, it turns out your dog has epilepsy, like, you know, his, his fits, will be, like, triggered by stress. So, like, you can't tease your dog. So, like, my friends would come over after that, and they'd start playing with him, and they'd, like, kind of start teasing him, and I'd be like, whoa, like, you can't tease Hoodie. How would they tease him? You know what I mean? They'd just, like, kind of, like, hold the toy and pull it away from him. Because they want to see him have a seizure. No, they're just playing with the dog, like, normally, but, it's, like, people tease dogs, sort of, you know, like, friendly. And they'd be like, you can't tease Hoodie. He has a condition. So? How so that's he the died. story. Um, can't you threw him in the pool. <laughs> so <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. So I like asked the vet how we could get him in the pool. and He's like, okay, if you take the dog and you bring him as close to the pool as he'll get comfortably and just sit there with him for an hour and then do the same thing the next day. And so I kept on, do- <laughs> I kept on doing that. Because you really wanted this dog I wanted him in the to water. Swim. Yeah. And so I kept on doing this. In your skills. mind,
2: the dog was like Aquaman, right? He said, like, once this dog gets in water – He's going to be unstoppable like you want to see it.
6: Well, so dude, of course,
2: then the dog doesn't want to go in the water, but you're
6: sure that dude, this
2: is the fucking
6: move. Well, dude, it was very sweet. I was like you know, sitting with my dog getting closer and closer to the pool and he got closer and closer and it got to a point where I could tap the water and he'd go up and he'd actually put his paw in the water for a second. So it was like working.
2: Did he ever have an epileptic seizure while you're doing this water training?
6: Uh no, he didn't He was comfortable, you know, and so we got to the point where I tapped the it only happened once. I tapped the water and he literally put his paw in and then like ran away, and I just you know wasn't like pushing him. I was only like you know doing his office his comfort level and then He wouldn't tap the water again. He'd come close to it, but he wouldn't tap it again after, like, a couple more sessions. And I got frustrated, so I just pushed him in the water. And then after that, he'd have even more so, just nothing to do with the pool at all. So he did not thrive in the water like you expected. No, he instantly panicked and just went to the fucking thing and grabbed it. Oh, Chris. I know. I was, like, 8 years old, dude, 10 years old. All right, so do it. I want my baby back, baby, 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 back,
1: baby, back, 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 baby back, baby, back, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, 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 baby, back, back,
6: I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Come on, dude. you know the top part? you know the top part? I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back.
1: I'm just do it, man. I, I can't it. fucking
6: finish it. Out. I'm just keep picturing the hundreds of people listening to this. They're not listening. Right, listening. I feel like this would be like a good sleep podcast. We could just do an hour of. uh we'll hold my I just want to do the part. Just please. All right, all right. Last you time. This is do the, the last part? time. This is the last time I'm gonna try. Okay? No, 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 no. I'm no. gonna get it. I don't think I can do the top part. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, 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 baby
1: back, baby
6: back. Barbecue sauce. It's not yet. That was good. that was good enough. That was the best we're getting. We're
2: done. I agree with that. Um so the thing with the chocolate bar is that my big plan was to go to the supermarket, buy two Different kinds of dark chocolate and then taste them and discuss the
6: differences. Well, this is a good one for you to taste. I don't want it. It's disgusting. Chilis! But, dude, you got to – oh, that's why this all started because yeah. there's spiced chili in here. Yeah. Oh, no, we started with do you like chilies? Oh, is that from the bar? What do you care? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't remember. Of short-term memory loss. Listen,
2: did you see Finding Dory? What? Did you see Finding Dory?
6: Yeah, I saw Finding Dory. It was good. You know, the only – have you seen it yet? No. Dude, like in the fucking show, like Finding Nemo is great, you know, timeless. Finding Dory is a little over the top. They're like driving cars and shit in it. You oh, really? You know what I mean? It's like so crazy, you know? Right, it was right. still good. But it's not as good. But it's like too much, you know what I mean? I'm like, come on. It's like fists fish like, a a are driving a truck in it, you know? Um, now, where are you going? I'm going to go get my vape and then come right back. The real question is. Um, oh yeah, I need people listening. I, we need a sponsor for my vape juice. All right. Yeah. The first thing I think we should. Is there anything else you want to say about Modi? Um, no. Just <gasps> don't. What is it? Todd texted. Oh, have him call in. Oh. Uh, what? He says he's working. Oh. I thought you're gonna have him call in, man. I was. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um put your phone down do not well take you just picked you. your phone up I'm so. looking at notes okay you get lost
2: in there like you're going someplace it's
6: crazy <laughs> I'm a very important person
2: <laughs> um, now uh, do you have anything else to add about uh, Modi
6: I think you ruined that episode from the side 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 <laughs> doesn't even do nothing huh doesn't do anything though. Um, uh I don't know yeah Modi he lives across the street, so maybe we'll get him back on and he can tell an actual story of debauchery, but I don't think so. Why not? Uh, I just feel like I tell everyone let's have you back on the show and then I don't do it. Chris is really mad that Modi doesn't want to give us his briefcase full of podcasting equipment. Well, I kind of was hoping that like, he would. <laughs> maybe, think- if our, maybe if he had a better time while he was here, he would. Yeah, I don't think he needs the money. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, he owns a fucking sick place. Too sick. Place two sick places combined into one sick place for the ultimate sick place. Probably. Do you know that there's Hasidic Jews in these buildings? We should talk about this with Modi. That own apartments on various floors and have staircases that run through the whole building. Like they have one on like, like, like we, the like 15th a, and the 16th floor. And they and combine
2: the 17th it. and the 18th. And they have their own staircase running Yeah, through.
6: they did that in my, my parents' building. One person did that on like the end. Were they Hasidic? Yeah. No, they weren't Hasidic. Yeah, that Modi There's not many Hasidics in Boston. In Brookline, there's some. I'm very upset that I'm just not the interviewer that I always wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least before you could blame it on heroin. Yeah, at least before (laughs) I could blame it on heroin. I just don't got the goods. You're good with me. You pull shit out of me. Do I? Like what? I don't know. I feel like this whole thing is like whenever I tell something, it's you pulling it out of me. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um... So yeah, right. Listen, we need. This is what we need from the dopey. (laughs) I love how we just fucking bark commands at the dopey nation. We get some people who respond. Dopey nation. We just. What is that? Should I shut the door? You get a cigarette. Dopey nation. Garbage truck outside. Sorry, guys. If it makes
1: another loud noise, you can shut the door.
6: Dopey nation. Do you guys know anybody who'd sponsor the show? Um, There's like 400 of you guys. I really love. 450 sometimes? It DJ. It seems like 400. Um, well, uh, hopefully more by the time we release this. But we only have fucking um, 34 reviews. Yeah. Which tells me that seven of them were done internationally. Internationality. Internationally. Yeah. Because they don't show up. Or Did you that? ever watch MTV International? No. Is that a thing? She would say, is that Hola, soy Daisy Fuentes and this is MTV Internacional. Uh, no, no. Did you ever watch Daisy Fuentes? What is that? M T V. <laughs> How Listen, do you say this it? it? This is this is, go, this is going down. MTV. <laughs> and I I have, I have a comment. I sound like it sounds like saying MTV in Spanish letters. It sounds like you're deaf. MTV. Close the door. We got an email. Oh, dude, you know what I listened to? Actually, it's funny. mentioning deafness, I listened to this one fucking guy, or I read this story about this guy. He describes, like, you know, he could hear and he slept with, like, a deaf woman. And he said, it's crazy. Tell me more. Well, just because, like, the sound she would make. Like, she doesn't know, like, you know, she's just, like, genuinely, like, being loud. And because, like, she was deaf, she just had, like, crazy, like, abnormal grunting and stuff. And he said, he felt like, really like self-conscious for his neighbors, like who would hear them having sex, but he loved it, but he liked it. Yeah. He liked it. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, a, that is a bonus. Yeah. So if you have the opportunity to have sex with a deaf woman, you take it. I can sign. I can sign. I can, can only say sign? the I can do the alphabet really fast because that's how you communicated um, in jail. Behind is the sign for DJ like this? No, it would be this. All just right, just DJ. What else can you say? Can you say, "Do you want to have it sex with me"? Here's no, I close. would just do it. So this would be—it would just be "Do you want to have sex with all the dumb shit we've ever done?" Sign language podcast. They can't even see it. I'm doing it to you, and he's not watching what I, it's me. Not. Yeah, that would be – well, there is stuff. You know what I mean? It would be like bullshit would be like that one, like talking out of your neck, you know? And I don't know if that's like an actual sign or just like people in jail tomorrow. Is swimming like (laughs) – We weren't signing swimming much in jail. (laughs)
1: Do you want to
6: go (laughs) – Listen.
2: Uh, What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. If there's 400-plus members of El Dopey Nation, why do we only have thirty-four reviews? Do you
6: think that three hundred and ten of them are just fucking wasted? High. Well, maybe people aren't listening on iTunes. Also, that's only people who listen to iTunes or the podcast app. What? You, if somebody's listening with Podbean or with Google Play, they're not going to. Can't a you review. write a review on Podbean? No, you can like an episode or something. Oh, yeah. And nobody likes the episodes either. I think another thing that we should be asking for is subscribers. Yeah. We only have like 40-something subscribers. I think of people subscribe who listen. What? I don't know, man. Let's talk about something else. This is just a slippery slope conversation. This I'm isn't a dopey podcast about dopey podcasts. Well, too. I just think we need to get the information out to the people who
2: need it. Um, Fine. Drug We're drug at 38 it. minutes, and we haven't told a fucking drug story.
6: That's oh, all I can wow. It's a lot of stick. You're, there's something wrong with Chris There's <laughs> something wrong with Chris You should see him There's something wrong with Chris Okay, so what are we going to uh, gonna tell a story? You got a story? You going, uh, going in your, up your sleeves? Ready to go? There was something else I yep. wanted to talk about But we need a story Do you have a story? I got stories I got stories for days But I want to hear one of your stories No, you, you tell a
2: story No, no, no I wanted to talk about um...
6: Did you see this?
10: People ignore the strange and unusual I myself am strange and
2: unusual that's for sure
10: <laughs>
2: um let's stop doing this stuff the phone stuff yeah. okay um i listen guys
6: and cormac this is going out to you this might be the worst episode of dopey ever we did chili's baby back ribs for like 20 <laughs> minutes <laughs> should we, we do it one more time no. should we do our outro as chili's baby back ribs the real thing or yeah the do- real thing Well, let's let them find out. Tell the story. What do you want to know? Garage bag of Coke? We got an email from From South Africa.
1: Look
6: at you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tell like it. No, you tell. Oh, no. Wait, what was his name? It was like weird. It was like Salama Satati. <laughs> <was a> <laughs> i got to look up what the name was. So we got an email from South Africa from... The last
2: name sounded like Adi. Satati? Satati?
6: <laughs> from, oh, it's from Sepalong. Se- Sepalong. Se- so Sepalong says, uh, subject line of the email he sent us is garage bag full of Coke. And then he said... Hey guys, I'm a huge dopey fan. Have been for a couple months. That garage bag full of Coke story. (laughs) All right, let me read this again. Hey guys, I'm a huge fan. Hey guys, I'm a huge dopey fan. Have been for a couple months. That garage bag full of Coke story mentioned in episode 34 sounds mad crazy. Please can you tell (laughs) that story? Mad love Sepalong from South Africa. Sepalong. Sepalong. Um... You know, uh, then Swahili is like where, like, mid Africa, middle Africa. I'm not an expert. It's like mid Africa, the the brothers at night um, used to say, "Oh, do you think type of one white or black?" I mean, that's like a black sounding name, but white a- South Africa is like all white, isn't it? You seeked him on Facebook and you found out. Oh yeah, he's like, a black. Yeah, I looked him up on Facebook. He's a black guy. Um, hold on, time on. What? Dopey Nation. Chris seems to me like he's in trouble. What do you mean? I'm flowing. I'm spitting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Spitting. Um, Straight fire. So the brothers, anybody speak speaks Swahili out here, please tell me what this means.
2: Yeah, I'm speaking English, and I still don't know which brothers <laughs> at night. What are you
6: talking about? The thing is, if there's any people from Africa who speak Swahili, I'm going to say something in in Swahili. So you're and talking like about Africans as the brothers? Yes. African brothers. Okay. So, Indugu, Jema, Usiku. Santé, Sakito. So every night, every night in uh, in jail, um, like all the uh, uh, Mexican people shout something out before it's time to be like quiet in your cell. What do they say? They uh, say espensa on the tira sereños, camarades, la raza, buenos noches, into the wood pile, good night. So that's what the Mexicans say, and then after that. Um one Mexican guy says that like shot collar. Then the white guy, the white shot collar goes, uh, excuse me on the he does it like super like kind of like dorky white sort of voice. He's like, excuse me on the tear. He's like, it's that time again. It's time to say good night. And to the Serenos, Buenos Noches. And then after that, the the uh well the brothers go, en tu cu, ma tu chemiku asante. Saki which I thought was the coolest one. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I just heard it every night. Why do you think it's vanilla? Like? I'm assuming that's what it is. Why? Because, I don't know. I just, I, I think somebody told me it was. I think Asante means peace.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a garbage bag full?
6: Of oh, so garbage bag full of Coke stories. Not even a good one. I would have already said it. it was a good one. You know, and this is turning back the clock to like high school days. You're just fading, man. I'm yeah. ripping. You're fading. I, I'm nervous. It's a, it's a roll I'm, tr-
1: I'm trying to figure out how to deal with you. <laughs> it's
6: a role reversal. I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with you. And I'm really curious to try the. Try it, dude. Dave is by- breaking into the spiced chili chocolate bar. Let's be quiet for suspense until he eats it. He's putting it in his mouth. He's uh, sniffing smells it. Horrible. He's putting it in smell- his mouth. No, I don't. Oh my god, it smells, smells bad. Put it in your mouth. Are we doing it at the same time? Yeah. Alright, we're going to put these, we're gonna eat these at the same time. I Is this going to be this. the
2: first Dopey with not
6: one drug story? No, I will well, tell the garbage, Are you ready? Oh, I picked the, the whole thing in. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> at first it's like, hmm, maybe. And then it's disgusting. But then it goes back to chocolate at the end. Don't buy spiced chil- chili chocolate. Who buys this? <laughs> I don't know. This is the worst like a-
2: fucking candy ever. I should have returned it for a good bar.
6: <laughs> you should be able to, try to return it now. Oh, it's so bad. you want to yeah. wash it down with an Othello? Ugh, no. You sure? No. I know Dude, you Dude, this is do. disgusting. I still taste it strong. Yeah, don't buy that stuff. It's really bad. Oh, my God. It's so
2: gross. Do you think I can go there and get my money back because it's so horrible? You know, I spent nine dollars on the two chocolate bars. You
6: yeah, how much did you spend on the um, other stuff? Which stuff? The Vietnamese. Uh, Thirty-three dollars. <throat> really? Yeah. You want a seltzer? Yeah. Is it a highball? No, it's not a highball. It's a polar. It's a polar. Okay, so. Where are we at? Garbage bag of Coke. So I was in. Garbage bag of Coke. I mean, garbage bag full of Coke. So I was in. Dave's just giving me this look. You're you're just, it, it's making me worse. Your stupid, silly <laughs> you're stupid. Making, look. You're making me nervous. All right. So I was in the Caribbean. A lot of Caribbean stories recently.
2: Well, you spend a lot of time in the Caribbean. So.
6: Yeah. Um, and I was in high school. I was a kid. I must have been 16, 17. Oh, I had that
2: Jamaican story too.
6: Which one's that? You got one to tell.
2: No, I told one. I, mean, I was Me and Brad went to Jamaica and I smuggled all the dope into Jamaica.
6: You yeah. don't remember that story? I told it like last week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You do? Yeah. I don't think you do. But did. why did you just say that? Because you said a lot of Caribbean stories lately. Mm. And I said, because you go to the Caribbean yeah. all the time. And I but said, so oh, yeah, you. I had one story too. Indeed. Do you I, feel okay, honestly? I'm good, yeah, I'm good. What's going on? I'm just excited for this episode. No, so tell me what's going what's on. What's going I'm really on. excited. Did you like pop an Adderall or something? I think, I think that what happens is your energy wanes, and it's very clear that you've waned a lot. Because you're usually about like, let's do more and more and more dopey. And when that happens, for some reason, I kick into gear and want to go. Have you noticed that? No. That we will be recording, and it's like, you want to record more episodes, I don't, or I want to, and you don't. I have bad news for you. We're going to have to do another one because this one is such garbage. <laughs> should I tell the story or not? Please. All right. So I'm in the Caribbean. Maybe we should say goodbye and have the first ever totally filler episode of Doby where we say nothing about anything. We got to say something. All right. Tell the story. Um, so I'm in the Caribbean. Call so, it a garage bag again. A garage bag. <laughs> well, it's because I'm looking at garage band in front of me. So it's confusing. Garage band. You take the B out of garbage, you're in the garage. There you go. Um, So I'm in the Caribbean um, and I'm like 16, 17, went out to a bar down there um, and then I get drunk and decide I want to buy some Coke. And so I meet some guys at the bar who will buy Coke and uh, I just, I leave with them. And um, we go drive off into like this random part of the island. Like we're on like dirt roads in the middle of nowhere. Um, I'm pretty drunk. So I get really nervous. And then we start driving into like fields with like really high grass where the grass is like – I look outside the window and like I can see the grass like you know, up to like the passenger side window. And it's like me and like three other dudes in the car. I'm in the backseat with someone. And there's two people in the front. So we show up at this house. It's an abandoned house, right? But there's people living there. There's like no running electricity or anything and there's just fucking candles everywhere, right? Like they were like kept the light on by candles. So – they come up to the table, right? And like the the dealer's there, right? And uh, he comes out and he literally brings a garage bag, a garbage <laughs> bag. <laughs> he, literally, he literally brings out a garbage bag full of Coke, right? And it's like one of those like nice hefties, but it's like has like giant like compressed, not cracked, but just big rocks of Coke. Do you know what I'm saying? Like big, big, like compressed rocks of Coke. And so I, I didn't even, I, I was like embarrassed. Like all I had is like 40 bucks, which I thought they were going to like, be like, Oh, we thought you were buying way more. So I give him the 40 bucks and this guy puts down two like really fat lines on the table. And I'm like, I guess he just wants me to like do it here. And the whole time they're pretty quiet. I'm like, God, they're pissed at me. I only gave him 40 bucks and the guys are kind of scary looking, you know, and they're not saying much, like I'm drunk and talkative and like, they're not really like feeling it. You know what I mean? I'm like, so I'm like kind of nervous. And I go down to blow the lines of Coke. Right. And I blow the first line and I immediately blow the second line. And as I'm blowing the second line, I, like, sweep my head and I put it into one of the candles and light my hair on fire. <laughs> and, so, and so I start patting my head. And then all the guys just start, like, dying laughing. Do you know what I mean? They, like, instantly, like, broke the ice. You were the life of the party. Yeah. They all started laughing. And then the guy's like, one of those lines of Coke was mine. Like, he was supposed to be like, So he's like, <laughs> you
1: know?
6: so he was, like laughing. And I was like, oh, like, I'm sorry, man. And the Coke down there is like, amazing, really good. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, thanks, like. Can you take me back now? And it was like two rails. It was like forty bucks. I got ripped off, but I was like, whatever. Like you bought two lines for forty no, dollars. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, I probably got ripped off. But it was like really, really good coke, and they're big fat ones. So I was like, I, I was like, I just figured that's what they were giving me. And then they gave me like two and a half, three grams. Of, they're like, don't you want your coke? And I was like, oh yeah. Like, do you have it? And they gave me like two and a half, three grams. It was like great. Like anything better than the states? I was sure they were going to give you the garbage bag. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we <there's> <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, so that's the garbage bag of Coke. It's funny. Was that it's a re- what's his name again? Satadi Sepalong Satadi Sepalong
2: Satadi. Um, that's not a bad story. I think it's funny. Um, I think it's interesting that we he say, never
6: responded name.
2: We say blow lines. Yeah, you know, instead of I mean, I guess they say snort lines too. But to blow a line would be to,
6: to blow it. That's true. It doesn't make sense. Why do we say that? I don't know. Where did that come from? Because it's blow. Oh, it's blow. Is that why? I don't know. But why is it called blow? Why is it called blow? (laughs) Oh my God. If anybody can answer that, we will read your answer on the show. What are some other nicknames of drugs? Of drugs? Junk is called junk. Why? Junk. Diesel. D. I used to call it that in Boston. The first time I bought heroin, the guy's like, I got that diesel. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, there's weed called diesel too. Diesel sour just, diesel, right? There's diesel too. And then um what are some other funny names? My dad is funny, he's like when he's somebody's drunk, he says like waffled. It's like oh they're waffled. Like I don't think people use that term to describe drunkenness anymore. Wasted, wrecked, stoned, high, mm-hmm. done. How about for a syringe? I can think of a lot. Rig, works, works, squirt gun, banky, banky. Spike, Spike, needle, needle, um, an A. Um, poker, um, <laughs> I don't care. I want. I want to talk about recovery. You feel dirty? Yeah, I feel
2: like like Chris went into some fucking episode here, like where he got that
6: weird sort of like that bipolar. Energy, you know how, like when retarded people get really strong. <laughs> That's what this was like
1: tonight.
6: You just don't. You get nervous because you feel like you're losing control.
9: No, I n- control
6: freak. You went out there. I don't think I'm a control freak. You went out there. Why'd you open the door? It's hot in here, and I farted.
2: Now Chris is gonna take off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know that something's gone totally wrong. Uh, let's. I, I want to talk about recovery. Uh, it seems to me, step along. And a lot of the members, Cormac, it seems like a lot of the members of the Dopey Nation are, um, and I have no judgment at all, but they're not in recovery. Yeah. And then uh, we've gotten a couple of emails
6: uh, from people who are on the fence and who really want recovery. And then we've gotten some who have better recovery than us. Well, that's not saying much, (laughs) Um,
2: but I just want to say, maybe it's obvious and, and, maybe we, we talked about it, but I don't think so. I think um, we talk about, I talk about the benefits of recovery often, but one thing that I know we don't talk about is like one of the uh, technique of, of
6: keeping going, which is just meeting somebody else who's sober and calling them. Yeah. You know, staying connected fellowship.
2: Yeah, but I'm not using buzzwords. I'm yeah. saying like, if you're having a hard time,
6: that's what I always say. Like, if you feel like shit and you're having a bad day, just ask somebody about their day. And, and actually try to genuinely be receptive and like ask them what's going on. I've noticed if I've ever been like, poor me, woe is me, people don't like me. If I get into that like routine of negative thoughts and I start talking to another human being and I just ask them about their day and they're willing to start talking to me and sharing it, it instantly pulls me out of that. Yeah, but I'm saying like somebody who like, wants to not use anyone. like that, that they could use other people as a resource. Yeah. Well, that's like we're going through the steps. I mean, that's one of the huge things in the beginning, which was told to me is call three alcoholics a day. You know, did you ever get that instruction? Yes. And then step two coming to believe was call three people and ask how they came to believe. It can be a man of the cloth. It doesn't necessarily have to be an alcoholic or an addict. Um, well, I'm just saying, I'm giving a little, a little like push uh, to
2: our people who are on the fence that want to make changes, I think that's like a good place to start. Yeah, you make a phone call.
6: Make a phone call and take it seriously. Like
2: we have fun with this stuff, and I think it's fun and funny as hell. You know, to, to talk shit about what we've done in the past and whatever. But the purpose is to is to is to laugh
6: at the past and not find the next dumb story to be doing. You yeah, I used to totally. I get what you're saying. Cause it's a different dynamic. I used to love when I was in high school coming in on Monday and like recounting when there was still some magic to like drinking and stuff and recounting like the crazy drug stories, you know, I mean our drinking stories primarily was uh, during those years on Monday, and hearing about the stuff that I did that I didn't even remember cause I was blacked out. And it was like, I loved hearing it because I knew I was going to do it again the next week. And now I still like to talk about it like, you know, to an extent, but it's not cause I like want to ever repeat it. <laughs> I think if you're no, feeling no, really no down, desire.
2: if you guys out there listening are feeling really down, just get a couple guys over and uh, work out the acapella version of Chili's.
6: There you go. I mean, the joy that it brought Chris, it brought Chris to like a state of high. Because <laughs> after we did Chili's, Chris That's what was, it was. High. That's what it was. He was high on Chili's. I actually read this article from a clinical psychologist who said that one of, in his opinion, that one of the greatest things to sort of help people with depression is if they join a band and produce music on That's a regular true. basis or, and there's like no, like it's research about it. You know what I mean? But, but if you
2: can't play music, you can start an
6: acapella's chilling. And school. sing the baby back ribs. Yes. Yeah. A lot of, you, you want to do uh, do you know uh, the lion sleeps tonight in the jungle? Do you want to the do the bottom part jungle, or the top part? The lion sleeps tonight. You want to do the bottom part? I'm bottom. I can't do top. No, the top you know the the bottom really? part. Yeah, in the jungle, no. In, it goes, a will win my way. Oh, okay, all right. All right, I'll do that. Okay. That gave me a nice little rush last time. The yeah. midi back, I yeah. feel yeah. like it's a similar tone. Yeah. No, all right, I'll win my way. a will win my way. i No, <laughs> what he goes, a will win my way. i a win my way. I'll win my way. Okay, all right, I got it I got, got it. I got it. I'll win my way. I'll win Okay, a will win my way. I'll win my Okay, <laughs> hey, tell me how it goes again. Okay, so it'll go down. Okay. Oh, Wimboe, oh, Wimboe, oh, Wimboe, oh, a oh, Wimboe, oh, Wimboe. Okay, but if let's say I fuck it up and I just keep doing Wimboe. Why don't you do the In the Jungle part? I, I don't know all the words. I just know In the Jungle, the Mighty Jungle, the Lion Sleeps Tonight.
2: That's enough. That'll be fine. Okay. Oh, in
4: my
6: way, i win I win I win oh, I win boy, oh my, oh, in
1: way, win I way, i I'll do the
6: wave away, I can't I do the progression. I can't do the progression. I'm just gonna wave away. You have to do the progression. All right, I'll try. I'll All right, all right. A whim away, 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 a whim away. you have to go to the. Just fucking let me do what I'm doing, and then you come in. It'll work either way, or it won't work. Yeah, a whim away, 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 a whim away. A whim away, 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 did you see The Lion King? The I play? did. I, find, I saw the movie finally. With my oh, movie oh did you see the play? No. Yeah, I see the play. Actually, I didn't even like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they, fucking, they say that in The Lion King, there's some sort of like <laughs> – Dude, I heard a guy in – inc- I was speaking last night in the jail um, uh, uh, where I live, the county jail. And I spoke with this guy I've never met before. He's from a different group, and he told a really funny story. It just reminded me of the Lion King thing I said. He said that he was—he's was from Boston. He was protesting the Vietnam War, and he said there was like cops like coming in, you know what I mean? And like he was like holding the line, the main person, you know what I mean, to protest the Vietnam War. He said, and three weeks later, you volunteered for the Vietnam War.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god this dopey
6: episode would be like what dopey would be if we were on drugs
2: or if we were drinking I think
1: while if we just smoking.
6: do it enough or maybe if we start with some of these little like uh, ways or maybe back ribs it gets us going but it didn't take us to a good place I thought it was a great place let us know dopey do you like the singing do you like the craziness
2: so there you have it another christmas is almost in the dust And I forgot that we used to get those thin brownie thins, the thin bark because it had the word thin. So we didn't think that it would be that fattening. Those were delicious. Some kind of brownie brittle. And I, I, I don't think I can get tired of listening to those clips. Um, I want, I have one more clip. I think, you know, in the history of dopey, I have a lot of favorites. My all time favorite, I always say is the time that Todd came on. Um, because he didn't know he was on. My other favorite is this clip, and I, I think it's just because it was so um, bananas, so high-end delirium. So I'm going to play this clip, and it also, I think for whatever reason, for me, this clip is uh, the story of Dopey. I'm going to play this, and then my dad and I are going to wrap it up, and another Christmas and Dopey Day is through. So here we go. What, we also had this other story... I think we should bust out before it's over, where the people at our rehab... Oh, yeah. I don't even know how to tell that story.
6: I mean, should we tell it for the next time, or...? No, just tell it. So we've, Dave and I met at this place called Mountainside. Don't
2: say the name unless they
5: pay I us. I just
6: said it. We met at this place called Mountainside, and uh, they might do ads with us. And Dave had a call with the marketing fucking people, and they wanted a you know examples of ads and all their examples suck and they were very business oriented but if we had more followers well they said
2: well they said well how's your social
6: media why did me tell you? you you were there you handled it i didn't do anything. it was just
2: so unappealing it was so bad such a terrible call you
6: handled it bad
2: they're professional over there they're suits I don't know why I'm talking about this at
6: all. (laughs) They're definitely not going to do it If (laughs) they (laughs) listen Oh man This is why we can't get advertisers I think Sinai is the best treatment center
2: (laughs) in the world Give me 50 bucks (laughs) Please Send me some fucking cookies We'll fucking talk about your fucking plate This fucking Oh my god well, I don't really know how to integrate a partnership
5: between our. You know what's companies. so funny? They asked
6: <laughs> they ask, they ask, so ask for examples of <laughs> ads, right? And so I like listened to our last episode mm-hmm. where we talked about the I Am Sober app, or a couple episodes before. And literally, I'm listening to the ad, and I'm like, it's, I was like, it can calculate how much money you saved on drugs. Dave's like, I don't believe it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're talking against
2: the thing that's making us to You're like, This thing is great. I'm like, have you ever used it? I'm like, you don't even know how it works. You can't do, you that. Can't do that. You can't just count your days. Fucking idiot. That's what we do with every, with every ad. You like take this nice <laughs> attempt at the ad, and then I get a Upset that you're people pleasing <laughs> for the advertisers when really all you're doing is actually advertising. Alright, we need to wrap
6: it up because I gotta get on the road.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna be up all night with the baby. Yeah.
6: Alright, stay strong. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And Toodles.
2: Alright, so we're winding down the Dopey Day, aka Christmas in August. Spectacular. And I'm at my father's house with. My father, yes, and he's I, not doing good.
5: I, I need help, everybody. But I'm gonna get it though. I'm I'm being positive. I'm
2: being positive. So my dad, uh, famously, or dopey famously, which is not
5: famously, has a knee problem. What did you find out at the doctor's, Dad? Yeah, that that it's not a knee problem. I mean, the knee is a problem. The knee has all sorts of meniscus tears, and I've had I've had three surgeries, arthroscopic surgeries on the knees, but this is not a knee problem. I need a new hip. <laughs> which so are is not you going to get
2: hip replacement? Yeah.
5: You yes. will do it? Of course I'm going to do it. So what do they have to do? They have to give me a new ball and socket in the hip joint. I
2: can't believe we started with this stupid hip conversation. Well... I want to talk. I showed you the sizzle reel for the Time Magazine series. What did you
5: think about it? Well, oh, I thought I thought it was well done, but I, I I think it should have had more funny stuff in it. Don't you think? I mean, I Such thought it was a fucking critic. I swear <laughs> in, you yes, think it should he, be funnier? Don't be it's nation. not funny.
2: He. It's very. It's emotionally charged. It's um, Yeah. It's emotionally charged. But the- I have notes in to make it funnier. Oh ha ha! You're supposed to. Oh. You're supposed to be impressed though. I was impressed. And then you're supposed to get emotional about Chris from that piece for the, because this is a Christmas show.
5: Yeah, all right. It, it, look, it's, certainly, it's always emotional to talk about Chris. Absolutely. I and, mean, you,
2: and I didn't even mention this. You Brian died, you know. Yes. And, and this week another young woman died huh. in Dopey Nation. Her Who, name was Lexi, and she was 28. Huh. And uh, I don't know that she died from a drug overdose. They huh. say it was related to an open-heart surgery. She open. had gone in for open heart surgery. I don't know what happened. I had been she had been she was at Dopicon one and she's been around I don't know,
5: at least since Christmas. So died. this this could be a real a medically uh, you know, know. Issue. It's very
2: rare for somebody around our show to die and not have it be drug related. But Lexi was uh she communicated with me and it's and she was young and she was seemed very well, it's bright. Still, it's
5: still horrible it's still horrible. She died, she's twenty eight years old and she died. So the cause is still, So what about
2: I I find that all the death is is it weighs me down. Like I didn't even announce it, you know, on Patreon. I didn't post anything about it because how many posts about death? I, it just seems yeah. like so
5: much. Yeah, enough's enough. Yeah, I was looking through all my old stuff and I saw a, a a letter uh sent to me after after mom died. And uh it's it's just very hard, very hard to read it and very hard to remember. Yeah, death is a difficult thing, but as you say, this is this is our our lot. That's that's what's going to happen to these. Who younger, says that? You say that death is inevitable. That's I what mean, i, I mean, say? Well, I, let me just rephrase that. It's true, even though you say it, though it is true. Yes, death is inevitable. So you're saying normally I
2: don't say true things, but me saying death is <laughs> yeah, inevitable isn't yeah, that, that's true? Yes. You know what your father always used to say is, "No one gets out of here alive," and that's that's saying of the same same thing. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. So five years since Chris died, five years celebrating Dopey Day. You're always amazed at the uh, effect we have.
5: Yeah, no, it is. And the uh, the eye bar thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Well, you've never done it
2: right. He's never
5: done it right. And he's never even
2: done it on the right day. I feel like last year you did it on the a day before maybe with some, the wrong dopey logo. Maybe you, I don't even
5: know where you found somebody that. Somebody should logo. somebody out there one of you guys or well, ladies put it on my face and put it on on the correct day cuz I I'm like it. I
2: like it when you put up the wrong logo. The wrong day, I, and he was all fancy. My dad put it up in the tuxedo. You put it up you in a tuxedo without not being the dopey logo. Oh, it's
5: like you had almost created your own dopey logo. Is that possible? I don't. Yes, maybe. But I, I thought I had wasn't Susie on my lap at the last one. I, I did that one oh, for yeah. you. Good. Do it again. Okay. You want me to do that again? Well, yeah. Do do something. Now do something for me. You
2: mentioned the one thing you hate Ugh. about dopey day christmas in august
5: is me playing the full run of toodles yeah enough's enough it's it's way too much way too much well why do you listen to the whole thing i don't i mean so what? why do you care because I'm, tr- you remember what makes the show better, or what? What, what, what this is making the show bad? What? Okay, that makes the show. Bad. What are you talking it's about? It's just too much toodles. So, but <laughs> enough with the toodles on that. I mean, a couple of seconds, a minute, but over and over and over.
2: over Don't you yeah, Over and over again. Don't you? Un- why would you suppose that I play that twice a year? <sighs> What's the purpose?
5: Uh, tradition, remembrance. Uh, it's
2: every time he said toodles.
5: I understand that, but isn't it too many times?
2: I always thought it was too many (laughs) times, but there's an impact of the toodles of the of the infinite toodles montage. Well, there's an impact.
5: I'm not going to convince you one way or the other, but if you do do it, see if Dopey Nation makes a comment about uh, Uh, Dave. Dopey Nation,
2: do you (laughs) agree with my dad that it's too many toodles, or is it a beautiful tribute to Chris?
5: yeah all right you know
2: i remember when we did the death show chris's death show somebody thought it was very disrespectful to have fentanyl J on that show uh
5: like it like it takes away from chris's legacy no 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 of course not doesn't take away from his legacy but boy speaking about fentanyl over and over again it's it's a horror how many how many deaths already from this uh, oh, by the way, New York State is now making it possible to get fentanyl strips and naloxone. What, how do you pronounce? Narcan. Nar- well, they pronounce it naloxone. Naloxone. So, what is the Dopey Foundation going to do? Well, that's what I'm trying to get. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get a. Maybe we can get a some from them. Well, I don't, I don't know if we should get involved with government, but the money from the suing the drug companies is now gone to the states. That's so good. the states have a lot of money to try and help in this. Horrible situation. I think we
2: might need to get uh, our next supply from there because Austin, our great benefactor, has been
5: out of pocket, as they say. Well, we we you need to keep doing it. Uh, are you going to ask me about the other thing that I have to bring up? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about you were horrible to Seymour. I've you, never... I've, you, please, yeah, I've only been
2: loving to Seymour. On, you called them? I swear to God. Uh, my dad's friend Richard shot a video of my bar mitzvah in oh. 1986, you'd think it was Seymour's Bar Mitzvah. He's dancing the whole time. I'm not even in the video. Seymour doesn't stop dancing <laughs> so the whole why time. You,
5: why are you blame Seymour? You blame Richard. Richard by the way he did it the upside down. The two of down. them, the two of them. He filmed it like, upside down. I,
2: it might as well not have been my Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> anyway, I think Seymour might have been the Bar Mitzvah. boy
5: Excuse me. Calling Seymour the Hitler of fantasy basketball I never would is say a something major like that. In, You did say <laughs> it. I
2: said he acts as though he's Hitler. In fantasy He basketball. would
5: like an apology. He
2: doesn't want an He apology. thinks
5: the Dopey Nation is going to be on his side.
2: Dopey Nation? When would the Dopey Nation ever be on Seymour's side?
5: Because of you being overly is critical. Is
2: Seymour a fascist within the league? Of course has, not. Has he tried to set up dubious trades, taking advantage of his position?
5: No? Yes oh, or no?
2: Answer the question.
5: Only in the past. Not now. I'm defending Seymour. Has Seymour
2: <laughs> wielded his power unscrupulously to make things go his way in the Al Seam League.
5: No, that's not that's true. That's a
2: lie. It's not true. Tell no. me the truth. The, the, that's, the, You've told me that he's manipulated, he, 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 he's no. cheated. No, that's
5: not true. Not the master true. race he,
2: of blanks I've heard it, no.
5: discussed. No, that was because years ago there was collusion among the blanks. And what
2: was the collusion?
5: Well, that they... they dis- What did they do? Well, I don't know. It was from Louis. Louis used to say that. My friend Louis who Would also say... Died
2: that the collusion amongst the blanks was so that the blanks could win the league unscrupulously. I, I'm not in a can- Hitler-esque sort of way. <laughs> no, you see,
5: you're doing it again. What? No, you need to apologize to, to who? To
2: Seymour. Have him call me. He, what do you mean have him call I you? I think you want me to apologize. I, this is what I think. Yeah. I don't think Seymour cares.
5: He I think, does.
2: I think Seymour and he- I are good. Besides him monopolizing my, my bar mitzvah I, I, party, I,
5: I think you're wrong. I, cause he's, really? Because uh, he, he was he was on the phone with me today. Never. I and, don't believe it. And, and and he said he's so nice to you all the time. Let me ask and you, you this. Let me ask you Let me, call ask you him let me, me basketball. Listen, he he doesn't behave well in the league. Well, anyway, outside of the league,
2: me and me and Seymour are beautiful. Absolutely. In the league, not good. Wow. Well, no bo- I, I want to ask you this, Dad. How did Seymour find out? that I referred to him as the Hitler of the fantasy. I told basketball. him to listen. You told him to listen. <laughs> yes. Were you looking for this kind of reaction?
5: Absolutely. And? And he got it. And he's upset. Oh, yeah, he's upset. And he says this only, the only thing that he's going to do for sure is beat you again in fantasy basketball.
2: Uh, I'm not playing this yet. Not, I can't be in a fascist fantasy <laughs> basketball. Not, no,
5: that's, you're, you're, that's not right. You should, you should defend your, your, your interest in it. And it's a good shtick anyway. For who? For you? For your show. This is the thing
2: you live on. This. You, when I called Seymour the Hitler of fantasy basketball, you were quelling diabolically.
5: He was upset that I didn't defend him. <laughs>
2: well, I don't think you defended him that well now.
5: Either. Yes, I have. So we're gonna leave it there. You have anything else you want to say? Uh, I guess that's it. I, I,
2: if yeah. I hurt Seymour's feelings, I apologize. Ah, good. But his fascistic stance, I I, I stand by. He's a fascist leader of a, you know what, Dad? You might be the
5: Mussolini of the league. <laughs> Wait a if, minute. If
2: Seymour's the Hitler, you
5: might be the, the, the Mussolini. Look, we just try very hard to pick a good team and win and make good trades. And you
2: were trying to get me to be in some sort of deep, dark collusion, no. making <laughs> bogus trades so that you could, no. you could destroy the blanks. <laughs> It's not good, dad. And the Seam to
5: league you don't want to be part of. The
2: Seam Al league is just rife with fascist. That's not true. Bordering on Nazi it, ideology oh, good from grief. such a Jewish league. All right, stop. It's a Shonda Stop. In the stop. world of fantasy basketball. All right, don't be nation. This is
5: enough. Would you it's say not if, true? Let me ask you this.
2: If Seymour was the Hitler of your the same Al League, would you be the Mussolini?
5: Absolutely not, and he's not the Hitler. Maybe Nicholas. Maybe Nicholas would be well. Wow. Well, is there anything you want to add before we end? No, i, I, I Look, you're not apologizing, but you should. And listen, I said
2: I. I said this.
5: If I hurt
2: Seymour's feelings, yeah. I apologize. Okay, that's very sweet. Okay. It's good. I love Seymour, even though he did monopolize my bar mitzvah video <laughs> shamelessly. And I will be putting up videos of Seymour dancing on Dopey Patreon. He's a good dancer,
5: though. <laughs> oh boy, serious that's, dancing. That's that. That uh, that you should You're <laughs> you giving Seymour credit for dancing. It's good dancing, unbelievable. You should see the video. Oh, right? By the way, he loves Bob Dylan like you do. Okay, enough, <laughs> enough. I'm enough. So is there anything you want to add before that, we go? How, that's it. That's it. I mean, I, I hope that my hip gets fixed. It, it won't be fixed by DopeyCon, that's for sure. I I may be limping into DopeyCon. And and nothing else you want to say about Christmas,
2: about Dopey Nation, about uh, this folk holiday that we've created where the toodles is a part of it. The toodles might as well be the eggnog, and you hate it. Might as well be the, the brujas. Guess what happens when you drink too much eggnog? All right, listen, that's enough of you. Uh, thank you, Dad. Uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking
5: toodles for Chris. Yeah, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles for Chris. That's when I
6: get sad. Everything to you is toodles. <laughs> Why? Dude, the Dopey Nation loves toodles dopey nation loves Tootles. yeah and most importantly it's not it, don't even say it and most and how about there was there's a guy who wrote somebody
2: had written something well he said when i hear stay strong dopey nation without hearing toodles it's like getting a blowjob and instead of coming getting kicked in the balls
6: <laughs> and with that toodles my friends you don't have to you don't even say stay strong you're just gonna say toodles without stay strong Tootles. Toodles. Jesus Christ. Toodles. 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 You don't have to say toodles. 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 Please drop a review. Just don't say toodles. Toodles. It's not cool. Toodles. 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 Toodles, toodles. 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 Let toodles, your toodles, sleep. Toodles. Free, toodles. Flag fly. Toodles. 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 Oh, to the doodle. Say
2: toodles. Say toodles. Don't no, I'm not saying that. That's, <laughs> <all> <laughs> you. that's, <laughs> you. that's you, sorry. Stay <laughs> strong, dopey nation. Right, toodles.
6: You don't need to say that. You don't have to. Toodles. Later.
2: Don't say that.
6: Toodles. Say don't toodles. Toodles. Toodles, guys. Toodles. 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 You don't have to say toodles. I do. Toodles. 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 Will you say it for the 50th episode? I think you can say it. I won't. What about for, for the hundredth? I don't say toodles. I say stay you strong, Doku Nation. I'm gonna i gonna edit that toodles and add it. Great. Uh, <laughs> you, have, you don't have how to do that anyway. <laughs> Alright, toodles. Toodles! Toodles, bye! Toodles! You're the first person <laughs> I ever said toodles besides him. Nobody ever says toodles, really? thank you. Toodles. 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 Toodles, 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 uh, toodles, Let your freak flag fly. Toodles, 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 toodles. and toodles, toodles. You said it. Oh, you God. said it. All right, toodles. Wait, wait, wait. Toodles, toodles, Toodles. You don't have to say toodles every episode.
2: Toodles. You don't have to say toodles on every episode. Say it. Say toodles? Yeah. Stay strong in toodles. Toodles. You don't have to say toodles. 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 And thank you, Jesse. You don't have to say toodles. toodles. It's unnecessary. To- you, to- to- you don't need to, to say toodles every time. Toodles. Toodles. You know it doesn't have to happen like that. Stay strong, and don't and and it's not no, necessary. No, no, no. You don't have to say anything anymore. I just, like... I know
6: you think it's not necessary.
2: It sounds very, like, gay and effeminate to say toodles. Toodles. Stay strong, doping nation. And toodles. And write an email. And toodles. It it doesn't have to be about toodles. Just write an email. Toodles. Toodles.
6: Don't say toodles. 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 You, You don't think that's a strong ending? I think it's a good ending. beautiful that's your ending (laughs) uh toodles is my ending. you know that
2: imagine you're in front of somebody and they say i love it when chris says toodles (laughs) what would happen to you i would lean forward and say toodles dopey nation we love you and we want you to be well all right you don't want them to be well i do
6: be well be well and toodles. toodles. toodles 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 Toodles. 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 Stay strong, my brothers and sisters in our Toodles. 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 Stay strong,
2: my brothers and sisters.
6: Toodles. Stay strong. Toodles. Don't say toodles. 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 Me not
2: say toodles. Lord of mercy. Me not say toodles. 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 Write us review. More reviews than Omar. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles, Look! Look, money. someone just liked my tweet just now.
6: Toodles. 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 Toodle. Toodle. toodle, toodle. Say toodles. Toodles. Blew. Toodles.
8: toodles. Mina say toodles. Mina say toodles. Mina say, say, say toodles.
6: Toodles. Toodles. toodles, toodles. Say toodles. Don't say toodles. You do not say You got everybody against me. Toodles. We don't we not need to say that. Take care, Dopey Nation is toodles. You say take care, Dopey Nation? Stay that's the new that's a, strong,
2: that the new tagline. Take care, Dopey Nation. Take care. And see ya. Toodles. I mean i say doodles. toodles. Toodles.
6: Toodles.
2: toodles. 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 We'll see you next time. Toodles. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And toodles. You don't have to say toodles. Uh, Chris says toodles. toodles. And I, All
5: right, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. 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 Toodles.
6: Thank you. Five and uh, toodles. Heroes. Thank you, toodles. You don't say toodles this one time? No. Toodles. Toodles. And
2: thank you, Jessa Reed. Toodles. Toodles. You don't say that shit. Toodles.
6: You don't have to say toodles every time. You really you really don't have to say it every time. Toodles. 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 Stay strong, my brothers and sisters in and out of recovery. And toodles, I'm going to stop their call recorder. You can stay online. all right?
2: Baby, hey, you don't have to say toodles. It's unnecessary. Toodles. Thing. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Till I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I wanna be good so bad. I wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. And I wanna take a ride of Jetliner, take a dive just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever.
6: City far behind I'll take the high road however far it
2: winds because peace and love are very 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 hard to find and I wanna be good so bad wanna be good so bad so bad I wanna be good so bad bad desires all I ever had damn it all these suckers th- And these suckers make me mad, and I want to call my dad. And it's all I ever had. It's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And I want to call my dad. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And
1: it's all.